The Bostonian is Matt Perrault. This is our city. The book is Dave Sherapan. Pay him. Pay that man his money. Together, they are the Bostonian versus the book. You covered. You covered twelve. I covered. Follow the show on Twitter at Boston versus the book. How do you like them, Matt? Bringing you the best insight on sports betting news, Matt and Dave's daily picks, and an entertaining and unfiltered dive into the sports betting industry. Here's Dave Sherapan and Matt Peralt. And here we go. Today, boys and girls, what is up? Welcome to a Monday episode of the Bostonian versus the book. Dave Sherapan, Matt Peralt, NFL legal tampering period has begun. I got my cell phone ready like all the NFL network people. They're all running off the set. Yeah. Talking to agents and whatever the heck's going on. We have offensive oh, linemen, defensive linemen rolling around, everyone running. <laughs> NFL legal tampering period is the best oxymoron in sports. Oh, right. Yeah. How are you on this Monday, my friend? We got a lot to get to. Stucky from the Action Network will join us here in 30 minutes. Yep. Um, no, I'm good. Um, couple things right off the bat. One, you looking down like this and then looking up right when the show starts is one of my favorite things <laughs> that you do every single day. Because I'm putting the tweet out. That's I why. know. <laughs> I know. I know. You're looking down and you're getting ready, and then boom, it's showtime. Yeah. Um, I honestly could give a shit less about the NFL free agency what? stuff. It's just, really? I could care less. Yeah, it's, it's, it doesn't affect the numbers. It doesn't it, affect lines. Aaron Rodgers doesn't, affect, doesn't just, affect the numbers? No, not at all. Zero. The stuff, him, well, no, Aaron Rodgers might if he goes to the Jets, but right. like, I'm only going to move it after you people bet it, and he ain't going to win it anyway. So, like, it's fine. Um, the number one pick doesn't about, get moved. The, the, the Bears getting the number one pick doesn't moving it or trading it to the Panthers uh, doesn't move the number at all. It did uh, over the weekend. Speculation. It does. I mean, it did. It moved. It moved the number. Somebody somebody moved the number by accident. I mean, it just does. That, what's it matter? The Bears are going to win a Super Bowl. Panthers no, are but the Panthers are going to be potentially winning the division. That's a chance. Yeah. Eh. Why not? Division stinks. Like Derek Carr with the Saints. <laughs> Uh, right. <laughs> so I mean, uh, CJ I mean, Stroud going to Carolina. Uh, <laughs> that market moved. It's, it's, that market changed dramatically. What 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 changed dramatically? That CJ Stroud at the time before the trade was plus money to go number one. At one point, he was plus four hundred to go number one. Uh, well, I mean, now he's minus money, heavy favorite to go number uh, one. It's fine. It, the, you know, <laughs> it's, it is what it is. Uh, we got basketball to talk about. Oh, yes, we we got, you know, we got, we got, uh, you know, other things that are more meaningful today. True. Let's put it that way. And we have kids all over the place because <sighs> it's spring break. For those of you, I don't know, back east, it's a little bit later. It's usually around, you know, Easter weekend. Oh, really? No, this stuff. has always been for, for my college. It was always St. Patrick's Day weekend, St. Patrick's Day week. Was UMass, it? This was spring break week for me for UMass. Yeah, because it's NCAA tournament week. So it always, whenever the tournament and St. Patrick's Day spring break all coincided. It was always a little bit later for us. Okay. Yeah. I, I don't know. Because all the parties for St. Patrick's Day always happen before spring break. 
Yeah, before spring break. That's right. not that's this week is spring break for a lot of people. Right. That's what I mean. It would happen before St. Patrick's Day. So it happened last weekend would have been the last hurrah. Like the parties for spring break for St. Patty's, they happen before spring break. Right. I think it was the week after last week. Which is last week, right? So last week it happened Wednesday, Thursday. St. Patty's Day is this week. Correct. Same so spring break would happen before. Anyhow, we got kids at home. We got all kind of shit happening. Yes. We ain't like looking at our phones, but we are. Oh, we are. The chat, we are. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of people just showed up right now. Welcome, everybody, to the the chat. Yeah. Happy to see you. Thanks for being here. Okay. So before we get to uh, the day, which is obviously going to be a ton of basketball, recap to Saturday. If you guys haven't gone and watched the show or haven't gone and watched our interview with former MMA, I guess current MMA, but boxing now, bare knuckle fighter, uh, Luke Rockhold, who stopped by for 20 minutes, who gave an incredibly fun interview with Dave and I from the Virgin's Hotels Las Vegas, thanks to Betfred Sportsbook, to having us be there. Some pictures that are up from the event. It was a really fun event. And full Luke, photo credit goes to Matt Farah there. Producer yes, Farah took pictures of us while we were talking and listening. He was there taking pictures. Those pictures are they're good. Unbelievable. Yeah, they're really good. So if you haven't gone back, go to our YouTube channel at Boston versus the book. Subscribe to it while you're there, by the way. Help us get that number. We gotta get to a thousand. It's needed. We need to get to a thousand subs. Things change for YouTube and get to a thousand oh, subs. Oh, that's so. right. That's the number. We gotta yeah. get to a thousand subs. Yeah. So we're we're a little ways away from it, but we're not horribly. We're within right. striking distance of getting there. So if you guys yeah. can help us go there to the YouTube channel and in at Boston versus the book to search it on YouTube and then subscribe to the YouTube channel, we'd be very appreciative. But there you can watch the interview with Luke who I think said some things that were pretty interesting. I mean, I've heard fighters talk about line movement before, but I haven't heard a former champion say that it got into his head and that being such a big favorite against Michael Bisbing the second time he fought him really messed with him. And he was feeling like he had pressure on him to do more than just win the fight. Did that surprise you? Well, the way I phrased the question to him was about the dog line. And you always, you know, People in the content space, people in the books even like would say, oh, you know, he's a dog. He's got to be disrespected or this team is a dog. They're probably disrespected. And he talked about it from the favorite standpoint and how it. he said, man, I was like, a, I think the uh, the term, the exact quote was I was a minus 1000 favorite. Uh-huh. So I felt like I had to do more. And I was like, huh. That's an interesting way, but an honest way of saying, I'm supposed to kick his ass and I better do it in a way that's more than just a decision. And he got careless and lost the fight. Like, because he felt that put it on himself, man, they, they think I'm supposed to be such a big favorite. I, I can't just win. We think about backdoor covers and all these other things. Um, I was, that was the thing I took away most was when he said that. But I mean, he said a lot of stuff. It was it was that was a, a fun ass interview. It was it was impressive. Sorry for the animals if you guys are hearing. Oh, people. This is spring break, and children are told not to knock on doors when you're doing shows, and children knock on doors during spring break because they go have ahead, nothing go tell else her. to do. Go ahead, I, I got it. Go ahead. All right, go go yeah, yeah, go yeah, do yeah, go, go do full go strength. Hold on, be right back. That, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Did you guys see? His face right there. He was gonna blow. So we had to we had to just calm this down. 
this is one of those things that um, we're all dealing with in spring break. So <laughs> he's going to come back so mad. This is actually pretty good. We'll, we'll just we'll remind him that it's just a show. Everybody's everybody's here. Um, anyhow, the Luke Rockhold interview was excellent. The whole show was really unique in that we were in the lobby of the Virgin Hotel doing the show. We had dogs barking in the background there, though, too. Like, we can't get away from the damn dogs. There was a pit bull that, that ran by us. It looked like it was going to eat someone in the lobby. It went, looked like it was going to go after somebody. And then there was another dog that went by. There must have been a sign to take the dogs, which Penn State was a dog three days in a row, one outright, and then they covered against Purdue. So we'll talk about all of that in college basketball. You good? No, I'm fine. Deep breath. The kids are just. It's fine. No, it's not fine because now my daughter wants to go over her house. So, so now she's leaving the house, which is the whole point. We had a whole conversation about why you can't do that. Just stay here until the show is over. She starts screaming, going, why can't I go over there? Why can't I go over there? Fine, go. I don't have time to argue. Go. So my apologies. We're that's, good now. That's Quiet. fine. Remember, she's eight. Wait until she's 19 and 17, like my house. No, thanks. Oh, you have no idea what's coming, my friend. I do know, unfortunately, because I have a 23-year-old sister, so I've seen it. And I want oh, no part of it. There you go. <laughs> I know what the next 10 years are going to be like. I always say, my sister prepared me to be a girl dad. It's not really something I'm looking forward to when she gets to be a teenager. <laughs> I watch not my for the sister. faint of heart. No. That's for sure. No. Anyways, so if you haven't gone and watched that, go back and watch it. It's a really fun interview, really cool show. We talked to Chad from Night and Market, which we had phenomenal, a phenomenal lunch Ooh. right after the show was over. It was great. I, it really was really good food. I'm not even selling it. It was really good. Well, I and, don't know if I made an error or that was just one of those like things you kind of fall into when we looked at the menu and I couldn't decide I said just order one of everything on the small plates and he's like Tim the the other waiter was like are you serious I said yeah sort of one of everything so BU and Farrah kind of just had little plates pass around family style try it's this, my try favorite that. way to eat it was that's it, that it was, means called tapas was style is how what we, we came came right. But my house was just family style. Right. I prefer to eat like that. I love having like five, six different things on, on the table and just nibbling on all of them versus just having like my meal versus your meal versus somebody else's meal. That's how I, I prefer to eat every meal like that. It's just more, I don't know, I'm Italian. So that's just kind of, it's very similar to how I grew up. So I, I like it a lot. I know no other way. Right. <laughs> yeah, me neither. That's, that's the way. How it was, like, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, we had seven people at the table every night. You know, my mom was just like, put it on a table, eat it yep. however you want. And that's it. Like, and that's all I'm making. So, yeah, it was good. It yeah, was it's good. going to be an interesting, uh, I, I think, that place will do well. I'll be, I'll be interested to watch yeah. and see how Night and Market does as it just opened up at Virgin uh, at Virgin Hotels Las Vegas. And it's right around the corner from the Bedford Sportsbook. And <laughs> literally they, right around the corner. Literally. Right. And they've got a deal where basically like you can go and get your food brought. You're at the book. They'll bring you the food from the restaurant while you're watching the game. So for March Madness, that's a pretty cool little hook to get your food delivered right to the book. The only problem with that is when you're in the book and you don't want to smell whatever they're eating. That's that that that's a little bit of a what's the problem. difference? I mean, what's the, what's the, why is that a problem? What's the between wings or anything else? What any other food that comes rolling through? 
It's, I mean, we used to do that in the book, and then somebody would come up with a complaint, like, you see this guy over here eating? And I'm like, just stop. I mean, everybody. The only place, in my opinion, you can complain about people eating is fast food on a plane. That's where, that, you, can compl- that's, that's where you can complain. That's, uh, You bring fast food on a plane, you deserve to get publicly ridiculed and called out for being that person who brings fast uh, food on a plane. That is the worst. Someone bringing Taco Bell onto an airplane, you should be just like stuck into the bathroom for the rest of the flight. You just sit there and stay there. Put them in the bathroom. Yes, put them in the bathroom. You stay there, close the door, stay there. That's where you live for bringing on a Taco Bell order with you. Depending on what you get at Taco Bell, you may be in the bathroom anyway. (laughs) That's part of the problem. (laughs) Absolutely part of the problem. Yes, you could wind up there anyway. It's it's, it's a very real possibility on this. All right, so let's talk betting strategies here a little bit before we get to Stucky. We're going to go through each bracket a little bit, highlight some of the things that we like, some of the things that jump out of us on all four regions. But let's just talk about line movement and strategy. So obviously the sharp money came in very quickly, moving lines right away last night. So here in Vegas, different books put up numbers, had different limits to be taken. Some of the books here in town taking pretty big bets. Lining line has moved around already for a bunch of these games. Any strategies in your mind in terms of how people should approach betting on the tournament? No, no, it's all random. It's all variance. It's all, I mean, it's just another day for a lot of people. 32 games though. What's that? 32 games. There's 120 games on a Saturday in January. Right. You know, there's that. That's just this is an easy. I mean, as far as the book goes, mm-hmm. it's the easiest four days in the world. The book, really, even with the oh. NIT, even with the NBA and oh, the NHL, yeah. spring yeah, training it's, baseball, it's easy. It's an easy day. Oh, it's a piece of cake. Wow, you literally, just put the numbers up and take the bets. This is the most volume you ever have. With more volume, the ease of booking the games becomes, uh, as incrementally as the volume goes up. The <laughs> the ability to just sit there and take the bets becomes easier and easier and easier. It's just like the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. You know, you just take the bets and you don't even have to move the damn number most of the time. There's minimal. I, I would. So. A couple things. One, ignore all the noise. Okay. All of the go. noise, all of the blind movement, reverse line movement. It's all fake. It's all bullshit, and it's all nonsense. Interesting. Okay. Stop with that. Uh, Second of all, everything that happened up to this point. Irrelevant. Doesn't matter. (laughs) Irrelevant. I I would would agree. I I hate to break it to anyone doing content or um, wanting to. It's matchups. It's matchups. It's not. It's two teams playing in a new on a neutral court. I will say this though, where the game's being played does matter to me. And I think that they, and then also just in terms of stylistically, you can look at the numbers and numbers do tell you stories as to how each team's going to want to play, but like trends going into the tournament, if a team is four and O ATS in the last four games, or if a team is, you know, on a six to one under streak or whatever, you can't, you got to throw it out. These games have not, not, there's nothing leading into these matchups that will lend to a trend bet, at least in my opinion. I got maiden focus in the chat right now talking about that. I forgot what it's like to work in a book during March madness. 
I just want to point out the maiden focus. You don't have a fucking clue what it's like. <laughs> I worked 16 hour days oh, no. for a fucking decade. Okay. <laughs> so maiden focus. I appreciate you being here, brother. I appreciate you thinking, you know, don't ever question where I've been and what I've done ever. <laughs> and if you do come see me, I'm usually in a book. Come up That's and say true. hi. That's true. Okay. Yep. That's just, that just had to be put out now because the, I appreciate your efforts to make horse racing relevant and important. Not this week. <laughs> the horse players are the worst this Ooh, week. Yeah. They get mad. mad at people for coming in the book. Of course, because they're invaded. I mean, because it's morning. Normally, the horse players have the book to themselves at 9 a.m. <laughs> and on the, not on Thursday. <laughs> Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, they are invaded. They are taken this, over. This is the hardest four days of the year to work in a book. And I fucking loved it. I told my wife and daughters on Tuesday. I'll see you in the morning. Maybe when I leave for work, you'll probably still be sleeping. Right. And by the time I come home, you'll already be sleeping. Mm -hmm. It's a long four days. And you earn your money working mm -hmm. in a book this week for all the, for the summer when you're sitting there doing nothing. Oh, good point. Yeah. So um, I horse, do you, would you rather be busy or not busy? Oh, it's not even close. I would rather be busy every single day. Amen. I used to say it all the time. Being bored was the death of you working in a casino or anywhere watch, in anything what, at a restaurant, any, I mean, anything, at a retail being, store yeah. bored. I mean, not, not worst. doing anything and sitting there watching the clock is the single worst. I, I used to, when I was working, I'd want to have my hair on fire. I'd, I'd want to go and look up and go, oh my gosh, I've been here eight hours and I have no idea where the time went. That's how I love. I loved my shifts, whatever I was doing. That's how the I best. hated being bored. Bored is the, that's the oh. worst when it's just in the middle of the book. I mean, the summertime, I can imagine like on August 2nd, sitting there and just, all you guys baseball games and maybe oh. some preseason football, you know, futures being better something. But next week, next week is one of the hardest weeks to work. Why? Because because you're so busy this week, and the book has such life, life like it is so much fun. There's people from all over the world here this week. Yeah, and you see people that you haven't seen in a year. You're visiting. You're you're writing tickets. You're you're taking money. It's nonstop action. The games are fun, um, and then you come to work on Monday next week after everybody's gone, and you're like. Where, where where's everybody at? What, yeah, what, you stand around and look at each other, right? And you wait for somebody to come up and bet Philly Park, you know, parks or 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 Turf Paradise on a Tuesday, like yeah, um, yeah. Next week is is. But is, then Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday is still good though. It's not the same though. It's it, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday is fun, but it's not the same. There's no, not, there, you can't get match that energy and and. I prefer I, week. I prefer weekend two so much more than weekend. Oh, one. it's the best weekend I just, two. Is, is, I, is I don't. Best. I mean, I just from a spectator standpoint now, not from a worker standpoint, but just being in the yeah. book. 
I so much rather to be next weekend than this weekend. <laughs> this weekend is really crazy. Thursday, because as you've called them, the boy bands show up. Oh. And they just, because they wake up or they land Thursday morning and they get into town and they're all full of piss and vinegar and it's mm. lookout and it's chaos right out of the gate. It's just throwing money after bad and doing crazy things and it's they're drunk by two o'clock. And it's, you know, by the night games, it's, uh oh, I mean, they've been here already 24 hours and it's chaotic and crazy. Let's, let's just talk about real quick. Let's get that out of the way too. betting strategies, um, pointers for coming to Vegas or just any, anywhere in general, you can go, right. this, this is for a book in Indiana. This is for a book in, you know, New Jersey, Massachusetts, New guys, right. Chauffeur, right. Like anywhere that's watching this over the next couple of days, you should go set up an account by Wednesday afternoon. All right. It starts to get really busy and you bury the supervisor Wednesday night. If you're trying to set up accounts and stuff, you should do all of this ideally today and tomorrow, Monday and Tuesday, because you can move around freely. There's not anyone in the book. A lot of people are taking time off because they're working the next five days straight, basically living at the book. Set up accounts, do all that stuff. Multiple Don't, books, by the way. Multiple books. Have at least two outs, preferably three to four. Absolutely. If you, I mean, it doesn't matter if you're going to be at one book the, right. exclusively the whole time. Like in Vegas, if you're going to be at Circa, you should still run over to Westgate or South Point or Caesars or something and set up an account and put some money in it just mm -hmm. to check lines and have outs and one by the way if you are coming to vegas this fyi if you are you can mobily deposit money now getting it out is a bit more of a in-person thing or you gotta wait some time to get the money out but if you are going to load it you can load it from your phone so don't feel like you can open it and put 50 bucks in and be like oh i want to put more money in you can do that sitting at whatever book you want you can be at a starbucks you can load all four of your accounts so don't feel like you're stuck once you have to put all the money in right away you can just sprinkle it in and then put the money in if you want to make the bet. I would I would recommend doing, I mean, 100% do that. Open up accounts, multiple accounts, and fund them with something. So you mm -hmm. don't have to do it new ever during yep. the week. Like Thursday, if you haven't already reserved a seat, oh. <laughs> okay, this week, Coming in Thursday going, do you have any seats available? Don't even waste your time. Okay. Follow Matt. Follow myself. Ask questions that way. We can try to help you away from the strip. But all the strip stuff is probably sold out, already taken care of. <laughs> Last month. And, yeah. And if you if you think about it, um, do it on Monday or Tuesday and ask if there's any seats available and have cash in hand. Mm. You, you can buy a seat. Cash works great in Vegas. And three, tip every person that you encounter while you're here and watch your world open up. I'm telling you. And again, it's going okay. away they, because what, what it's so important, what Dave is saying if you check in at certain strip casinos, you don't talk to a person maybe till you get to the window, okay? It's all automated. Everything is going to automation. So if you are interacting with a human being and tipping that human being, they can open up the doors to all sorts of things that computers can't. 
Absolutely. <laughs> and if you and if you don't know, if you're thinking tip a dollar, tip two. If you're mm. thinking tip two, tip five. And if you're thinking tip five, that's a minimum. But if you tip 10 and God forbid an Andrew Jackson 20 on something, I guarantee you'll be remembered. I guarantee you'll get service that you didn't even know you could get. And if things go bad, you'll be the first one they want to help. So just 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 keep that in mind. This place still cash is king. Yes. And service is appreciated by people who tip. You because be- remember, I mean, a lot of people know the $20 at check-in, 20 buck between your ID and your credit card thing. That I've done it. Everyone does it. That's going away. So it like is. the tipping... You're not talking to a human being when you're checking mm. in. They're giving you a room rate. So those upgrades aren't going to be done the same way. So that's going to be a different bartending. Now it's being done at certain books, being done by computers, not being done by human beings. So you're not tipping the bartender the same way. So like the interaction of tipping with a human, a lot of people have been, I think they just forget. They just, it sort of gets out of their system because they're not dealing with human beings. And it's a great reminder that when you are dealing with a human being, tipping them. And I'm talking like anyone from a valet guy, which is normal to a yeah. server, which is normal to somebody who may be just helping you out. Okay. Just, I've seen you tip people for directions. You give them tips. So like you just go ahead and, and, and break them off something small that goes a long way in yep. carrying cash in Vegas. I can't stress that enough that <laughs> just carry cash in Vegas, not enough that you get mugged and you're worried no. about it, but no. have, don't play the line of, Oh man, I don't have any cash on me. Coming to Vegas, don't don't be that guy. Like, make sure you've got at least a couple hundred dollars in cash on you. To just have it be your tip money. Just say, hey, it's two hundred bucks. I'm going to give out while I'm here, just exactly. as your tip money, and then charge everything else. And there's change machines all over casinos, all over the place. Twenties turns into four fives or three fives and five ones. You can always have denominations on you. Like, I, I try to teach the kids this. Speaking of kids, it looks like Kendall's in the in the chat. What's up? Yeah, I think she's in the chat. She's uh, she's going to keep an eye on us today. Um, yeah, we got JJ in the chat. Uh, man, make sure you tip your valet. Mm. But that's normal, though. Like people, but like coming in, going, by the way. Okay. In, in, in gets you remembered. Out gets you service the next time you come. And you Fair. never know when you're going in and when you're going out. Ask the valet guys not just what they like in the games, because we got valet guys that actually might have an opinion or two about the games. Ask the valet guys everything. Where yeah. do you go eat? Restaurants, yeah. <laughs> right? Show um, tickets. What, what, they all have the, guys. They all, they all have people to help Everybody's out. got a guy. The valet guy's got multiple guys. Yeah. If you can talk and if you're comfortable having that conversation, which hopefully you would be, you know, giving them 20 bucks, giving them 10 bucks, whatever it might be that you break off. The more you tip, the more they'll tell. Just understand that. There's definitely a uh, maybe. Yeah. Sometimes there's guys that'll there's got tip, other guys that'll set you up for failure too. Just one to one one dollar to ten bucks is gonna get you more. Tipping yeah, them a yeah, buck yeah. or tipping them a ten. They'll talk, they'll stop and talk to you for a couple there's seconds. There's no singles. It's always a minimum, just guys, min, like the dollar in, dollar out. Don't get labeled that guy. Oh girls. It's it's a deuce, deuces, deuces, every time. Just do five. That's fine too. Maybe That's fine. Five, but some people don't like just, that. Just, I'm, not, I'm not spending anyone else's money. Um, the other thing is Fair. is to um, 
I don't think you can get caught up like with favorites aren't a bad thing to bet at least on Thursday and Friday. Like you'll hear a lot, you know, everything we're trained, we talk about during the season, during other seasons is like, oh, you can't lay points. Oh, it's too chalky. It's the public side. All of that stuff out the window. All of that out the window this week. I think you can find a lot of value in favorites. Uh, breaking news, Jimmy Garoppolo is a Las Vegas Raider. The Raiders have picked up their quarterback. It is Jimmy Garoppolo. Really? Yep. He is coming here. Uh, how, how do you feel about that? Um, how do I feel about um, that? Hmm, he, sounds he, like me at the beginning of the show. He steps hmm. in. He steps in and and knows the offense inside and out. Oh. They will be. They will be rolling him out a lot more. He has weapons to throw to here that he will love. Darren Waller will be a huge part of the offense, as he always was, but he'll even be in a bigger part now with Garoppolo. In his, Jimmy loves throwing between the numbers. Jimmy Garoppolo outside the numbers is the problem. It's why the Raiders are going to have to figure out what to do with Devontae Adams because he's an outside-the-number guy. So that's the one issue with Jimmy Garoppolo's arm strength is he does not push the ball down the field the same way, but... Close the door on Aaron Rodgers coming here. So now it's literally the Packers, the Jets, or retirement. Most people say it's going to be the Jets for Aaron Rodgers, which would be crazy if it happens. But I still think him walking away is a large possibility and probably the fever in the clubhouse to, for me. I think he's going to Miami. I don't think he's going to Miami. I, I think Brady or... They picked up two as fifth year option. So I don't think, I think Brady comes in, but I don't think, I think two is the quarterback for the Dolphins. Man, oh man. I hope he goes to Miami. I guess he ain't coming here. No, Raider, door, door is closed. Aaron Rodgers will not be reunited with Devontae Adams. So that's why that's news with Jimmy Garoppolo. So we'll get to more football uh, a little bit later on. Okay. So let's, let's talk a bit about the brackets here. Okay. So we'll start with the South. Alabama is the number one seed overall here. The two seed in this bracket is Arizona. The three seed is Baylor. The fourth seed is Virginia. Do you that's like a hard? That's a hard bracket. No, it is. So that's what my first question is. Alabama is the one seed. They're playing mm. in Birmingham. So you got to like them all the way to the sweet 16. But when they get there, they're going to run into some, some pretty tough teams and they may play Arizona for the chance to go to Houston in the final four. Do you foresee Alabama coming out of this bracket? I haven't even looked at a bracket yet to be okay. to be perfectly fair. Um I think Alabama is the best chance of a one seed of getting to the final four. I would agree with you. I've looked at. I would agree with you. I think that they have the best seed to be the one seed that wins it all. Fair. They Brandon Miller, the way this team is playing now in the wake they put him I think Alabama actually handled this really well. It's a very big controversy. Nate Oates said some really dumb things, but they put him on the podium in Nashville in front of SEC media. So he's answered all the questions already. So when they go to the NCAA media, when they go to the national media, and it's in Birmingham, so it's still going to be somewhat friendly, but they can just say, hey, guys, we already answered it last week. 
We're not, oh. we're not talking about it anymore. We're done. We've moved past it. That's all in the past. Do you think anyone's even going to ask? hundred percent. There's no debate in my mind. You're going to get national media people who want, want questions answered a hundred percent. I'll be surprised. They tried that line. I don't even think there'll be one answer or one question or two. That's it. They tried that line earlier in the year where it was like, you know, we're not going to answer anything except on basketball terms, nothing else besides the game. Yeah, they changed right. they changed that in Nashville when they went to the SEC championship and they said, All right, go ahead. You can get your questions, ask all the questions you need to have answered. Go ahead and ask and ask now. And now going to the NCAA tournament, they're not going to have to deal with that. Maybe at the final four, they might he, he might get those questions again. Maybe. For right now, I think he's going to be left alone and they can just focus on basketball. And my goodness, did they look good over the week in Nashville. They really did. I can't say the SEC really looked good otherwise, though. Oh, really? Okay. Not, not impressed. Not hmm. impressed with the rest of the... The rest of the conference. Were you, but, were you impressed with the Big Ten? No. Okay. <laughs> no. Okay. I mean, Penn State had a nice sure. week. You know, mm-hmm. that was fun. Um, and they almost snuck by Purdue at the end of that game. I mean, I had a shot to win the game. Yeah. It was crazy after not even being closer within covering range for pretty much the majority World of the World-class cover joke by Purdue. Wow. Right? World-class. World like if you're laying seven and a half in that game and you you watch the end, well, how about the open was five and a half? I mean, if you, you're laying every number, every number got killed with a two point win. I mean, money line came in by Purdue, but that's it. <sighs> I mean, that's a. I mean, there were some really rough games, some rough losses. College college basketball betting over the last five days has been. <laughs> it's a precursor for things to come. The books are going to be very happy in a couple of days. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's funny though, because like, I thought we had a lot of sides that seemed obvious to us just talking about it. Mm-hmm. It may have been the opposite of the majority, but that's okay. I I think this week, again, historically Thursday, Friday, go to the betters. Mm-hmm. And then the weekend, Goes to the champs. I mean, to the books. <laughs> Fortean slip. There's <laughs> a Fortean slip. And it leaves a lot of people going home on Sunday going, God, how do they know? Or how do they this? They don't know. It's just a matter of the quick turnaround yep. and the perceptions. Do you remember Men in Black? Of course. It was called a, I believe it was called a nebulizer. Zip. The forget yep. thing. Yep. Forget everything you just saw this week going into the this upcoming week. Forget it all. Yep. Doesn't matter. Just look at the numbers. Purdue is the number one seed in the East. According right. to how they put this together, Purdue is the fourth number one seed. They are ranked fourth all on the pecking order. So they're the lowest of the four number one seeds. Who determines that? The committee. They rank it. That's how they do it. They they go one to sixty eight, and then that's how they schedule the games. What so a gig! One versus sixty eight, two versus sixty seven, three versus sixty six. That's how they. I guess after they get to play in tournament games, but that's how they build it. So Purdue being the fourth number one seed, they're the lowest. UCLA is the number one two seed. 
So four, five, Purdue four, UCLA five. Okay. On this, they've got a, I mean, talk about tough brackets. Purdue's bracket. I'm, I'm going to be very curious because yeah, who's F- the two, who's the two, three, four there. Marquette's the two Kansas oh. state's the three Tennessee's the four. Now, is that the, do you think that's tough? I thought that, I mean, that's to me against Purdue is a hundred percent tough. Yes. I think any of the three seeds below them can if beat them. If you put three and four, those the Kansas state and Tennessee in with Alabama, are you worried if you're Bama? I don't think Purdue's that good. So no, I think, I mean, Purdue's got to worry about the winner of the Memphis, Florida Atlantic. I, I agree with you. Yes. A hundred percent. I think in terms of vulnerable, number one seeds, I think Purdue is extremely vulnerable. If you can control Edie, you could beat Purdue. Yeah. That's, that's, that's the question for me, but the sec has got long athletic bigs. I think Tennessee's a bad matchup for Purdue. I, I would not want, if I got to play Tennessee, if I'm Purdue, I don't like that one bit. They'll play defense just like you play defense. What's Purdue, or I mean, what's Tennessee's path? So they play uh, University of Louisiana Lafayette, the Raging okay. Cajuns. Them, then who? Duke, most likely in the next round. Although yeah, Oral Roberts. They're not beating Duke. Oral Roberts might beat Duke. Tennessee's Everyone, not beating Duke. Everyone's favorite upset, everyone, is Oral Roberts over Duke. Okay? They're the yeah. highest ranked in terms of like sleeper teams. Ken Palm loves them. The numbers love Oral Roberts. Yeah. So they're going to be live to be. I'm not impressed by Duke at all. I watched them. I think Miami's injury early in that game was a significant factor in Miami losing that game. They couldn't rebound either on offense or defense. Duke's size became a major problem for the undersized Miami when their one decent big man got hurt a minute into the game. And then, yeah, Duke looked good against Virginia. I'll, I'll give you that. But I, I don't know. I, I'm i not – the ACC's turn, ACC tournament, in terms of like coming away unimpressed, cool. I came away unimpressed with the ACC. Right. Watching that, watching that tournament, I was like, oh, God, these teams are I'm – not, I'm not jumping up and down about the ACC. I know. I don't so, know who to jump up and down about. I mean, hopefully, I know, like the Kentucky SEC gets here and, and can yeah. kind of clue us in a little because Big Twelve and the SEC are still the two best tournaments, still the two best conferences, to me. So uh, let's go then to the Midwest bracket where Houston is number one with a ton of pressure on them because everyone just is assuming that they're going to wind up playing in Houston, but without their best player, they lost to Memphis in the in the American championship game played hard in the second half, got it down to five, but really right. got housed by Memphis and wasn't, it wasn't really a close game. I don't think Houston's going to be around for long. Who's the two, three, four in that bracket. So, I mean, I'm worried. I'm more worried about them actually, you know, forget the two, three, four. Like, I don't know if they get past Auburn. I think Auburn beats Iowa and I think Auburn can beat Houston. Yeah. You were, adamant last night while we were talking i love the, the line is, i'm i'm dying insane. laughing the line movement is hysterical funny it was minus it was pick then it went to minus one and now it's back to pick at circa for auburn and and i'm like guys the game's in birmingham and iowa can't shoot out of the state of iowa <laughs> you take that team out of the state yeah fine Rutgers and indiana are anomalies to me those are fluke games Historically, this season, this team can't shoot away from home. And Auburn's got one of the best three-point defenses in the entire country. I think Auburn runs through Iowa. And so then we got Iowa against Houston. And if they don't have their best player, I I think Auburn is going to beat Houston. 
and Houston's going to get bounced in the second round. Who's the two, three, four in Houston's bracket? So the two, three, four, the two seed is Texas. Three seed is Xavier. Four seed is Indiana. Wow. Miami plays Drake, which is a game that I love. I cannot wait to watch that game. And then Iowa State plays them with the winner of your Pitt Panthers joke and Mississippi State out of Dayton. Yeah, don't. I mean, I'm a Pittsburgh guy. But, <laughs> I know it's a and I like Pitt. I, I loved kidding. Pitt when I was growing up. Yes, and I still so like them, but I don't know if Penn I like them the first game. Can Penn State beat Texas A&M? I'm pissed they got a 10 seed and they draw Texas A&M. That's a tough spot. It is. I wanted to just get to a second game. Of course. But then you have Texas. Colgate. People like Colgate to hang with Texas. I don't think so. I think Texas is going to kill Colgate. I think Texas may, may be the team to come out of that whole region. I'm not even going to fight you I've for two seconds. I've been all over them. I believe you're right. I, in and, fact, when, when I fill my bracket out, that's what I will have. Texas will go to the final four. And then what do you do with the head coaching job if Calipari wants it? <laughs> Interim coach takes them to the final four. Oh, yeah, by the way, we want Cal. Thanks for coming. Appreciate it. We want, we want Calipari. I don't know. I, I Again, I'm not hiring or firing anybody, but what does someone have to do to keep the job? <laughs> I don't know. What and the, the kids, fuck? the kids want him to play. Too. Of the kids, of course, kids were advocating for him after they won the big, after they won the the conference championship, the, the Big Twelve championship game. They were advocating for him to be the head coach. I don't, I don't know what you have to do. This is, this is one of those things. Like, oh, we're gonna go bring in somebody from outside because of what he did is somewhere else. But what did I just do here? Like, I, I, I don't know. I'm rooting for him just for that reason alone. Yeah, but I think. They like Rodney Terry. They, they like him a lot. Chris Beard got hired today as the coach of Ole Miss. How about that? <laughs> so Chris Beard has a job. And I tell mean, me that, that, that Rodney Terry might not. Come on now. If he goes to the final four, I don't know what you're doing. I know they want Calipari. That's the dream. But man alive, I, I, you, you got to hire the guy. Again, I'm learning so much about life and, and our journey here with the BVB and the brigade and like where we're going and people talking to us about wanting to be a part of it now. And then what they think it might be in a year or six months, all this other stuff. Right. And it's helped me look back and reflect on different things and opportunities that I had in the book going, well, how did I not get that job or how was I not even considered like the guy at Texas could take this team to the final four, having taken the team overnight after an incident <laughs> happened with, they had their guy. You want to talk about adversity. You want to talk about keeping shit together. Rich Passaccia here in the, here in Vegas had the same thing happen. World blew up. They handed him the team. He went to the playoffs. See ya. Peace <laughs> out. Bye-bye. Like, we want this guy, Josh McDaniels. Come on in. Oh, wait, you missed the playoffs. Yeah, but just saying. And they just and they just signed Jimmy G. Yep. Like, who, I mean, they've worked together in the past, these two, right? So Hell yeah, a lot. Yeah. This is good in that regard. Um doesn't mean much in terms of what will happen. I mean. I don't know. That path for Texas looks pretty damn good to me. I would agree with you. I, I think you're 100% right. And finally, to the West, where Kansas is the number one seed, 
two seed UCLA, three seed oh. Gonzaga, four seed UConn. That is your bracket of death, boys and girls. I don't know. Usually the West is the chalky bracket, right? That's usually it can be, but past, this year. one or two <sighs> makes it out of the West. It seemed like always not. I have no idea what's going to happen in that. That, that bracket, is, they, they handed Kansas a, on top of the fact that Bill Self, I don't believe will be back. I mean, we're talking about a really serious issue. The They're one report what. said there's talking about him coming back. Yeah, for- I know. And maybe he will. And I would, I can't believe it if it's true, but a vascular issue, it's either a stroke or a mild heart attack. And you're going back on the sidelines a week later. Whew. No, thanks. I mean, <laughs> and maybe it's just talk. Maybe it's just sort of like, Hey, he'll be back. Or it's just sort of to make the teams prepare for bill self. But I can't believe Bill Self will be there. The one benefit is obviously it's very close to home. So he's got, you know, that going for him for the first two games. But man, I don't know who comes out of this bracket because, you know, UCLA is going to play either Northwestern or Boise State should win that game. Gonzaga is going to house Grand Canyon U. Then they'll play either TCU, Nevada, or Arizona State. Gonzaga is going to house them. And then they'll face whomever is coming out of the top of that bracket because UConn is the four. St. Mary's is the five. Arkansas, Illinois is not going to be an easy game for Kansas in the second round. How the hell did St. Mary's and Gonzaga get put in the same damn bracket? Like they're going to play, but they're not going to play. I mean, they really can't play each other unless they're playing for the regional final. Okay. So really on the top half. Yeah. They're they're separated. So they can't run into each other, but they are in the same bracket. Yes. Gonzaga, I, I mean, two versus three, Gonzaga versus UCLA. That game's here. That game's it's here. It's going to be an absolute monster. Here. We, we get Gonzaga, UCLA. Yeah, that's going to be a monster. In Las Vegas. I, oh, my God. For one I thing. I actually, I saw that game, right? No, Duke played Gonzaga and Duke played UCLA last year here. Right. Pre, pre conference season whatever it was i took kylie to one i took jess to the other right building was electric well because gonzaga fans and ucla fans were just here they go get the same hotel go get the same i mean it's it's easy to have that happen and they'll stay the weekend the books will be completely packed it's gonna be awesome it will be amazing if that's what we wind up getting if we get gonzaga and ucla I mean, sign me up for that here in Vegas. The West Regional. I mean, that that that's that's gonna be. Uh, that's the. Uh, is that the hardest region? We'll ask. Hundred I mean, percent. There's no. It's the it's the bracket the of death. Yeah, it's a bracket yeah. of death. That region is so hard to see who's gonna wind up coming out of that bracket. It, it feels chalky though. In far as one, two, three, four might end up one, two, three, four. Fair. Although I don't right. know if you, I mean, UConn and St. Mary's in the second round. I mean, there Tough could be game. some yeah, really fun games with, with that. Yeah. But I think the bottom of that bracket is going to be chalky. Yeah. I, I, I think it's two, three. I think it's UCLA and Gonzaga running into each other in the sweet 16, which will be here, here in Vegas. So oh, man. sign me up for that. All right. If stuck's ready, go ahead and pop him on. He's Farrell. ready. We can, pop I him mean, in. He's, he's in the background. He's, he's, he's hanging. He's oh, he looks great. Ready too. to go. Stucky from the action network, helping us break down the brackets from Get a betting perspective. Here. Stuck Matt and Dave. How are you? Look at the backdrop. Wow. Love it. Hey, how are you? What's going on, what's going on guys? 
He's really ramped his shit up. Look at this guy. This is really good. He's wearing a sports book t-shirt. He's all in. It's, it's, it's all good. A, this is this is what he does. He's a pro. <laughs> Stucky, you've been doing uh what 24 hours of college basketball analysis and and talk and all this other shit. Um, I'm just gonna just ask you point blank who's winning this fucking thing? Uh t- TBD for my like official pick, but okay. um I know I'm taking the the easy way That's out. That's fine. I guess I, if I had to say it right now, I would go with Houston. I think they have the easiest path. Um, oh, really? And I, I, I trust them. But um, oh. my preseason, even with Sasser, so you think Sasser's back? Yeah, I mean, he might not be. I, he's probable as of right now. They might not play him on. What I think th- they play Thursday. Okay. Um, it went round Thursday one, or Friday. Yeah. I don't yeah. even know. Um, they might sit him out just because, like, hey, it's a groin. It's probably not right. worth it. But, like, there was a chance he was going to play on Sunday. So he might go. But I think he'll be fine. Like, they, I think they'll get by the winner of Iowa-Auburn regardless. Um, mm. And then, you know, the next weekend, I think he'll be fine. But uh, – and, and I actually do like Houston in that first game. I'm, wait, I'm trying to find – wait for the bottom of the market. I don't – because if Sasser gets announced out, then the line will come down. If he gets right. positive news, it might come up. But – Houston's really good in this spot as a, a big favorite. And these horizon teams have just been absolutely dumped in the tournament. They're the least profitable conference of 13 to 16 seeds wow. in tournament history. And even Houston played, they were a minus 20 favorite against Cleveland state two years ago. Another team who cannot, who just gives up tons of offensive rebounds. They play zone and Houston beat them by 31. They were up by like 50 at one point. Oh, Houston should God. get, and it's going to be a really slow paced game, which makes it tough because these are two of the slowest teams in the country. So possessions won't be there, but Houston should just, if they're missing shots, they're going to get every single offensive rebound yeah. in this game. So it'll just be like a, a, a layup line, which will make it very tough for Northern Kentucky. But my pick before this, before the season was TCU. So I might just stubbornly, there was my only preseason future. I think the 80 to one. I might stubbornly stick with them, but they lost Eddie Lampkin, who's pretty important to their team from an offensive rebounding standpoint. But they still have NBA guards. They mm-hmm. can defend. They're old. They're, they can rebound. And I think they have a good – you guys are just mentioning Gonzaga-UCLA. I think they've matched up really well with Gonzaga because TCU is the best transition team in the country. If you let them run, they look like an NBA team. They are just up and down the court, and they, mm. they need to get to the rim. They can't shoot. And Gonzaga's weakness is their rim D. So we'll see if – that's in Vegas, right, that game? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Sweet we'll sixteen. If, if TCU fans uh, can leave Vegas a little happier this time, because the last <laughs> time was when uh, I was on I was on the flight back. It was like a five a.m. flight out of Vegas on that on that day of the national title, so like the Tuesday morning, uh-huh. and I had a layover in Fort Worth, and it was oh. all it was just me, and then a plane full of TCU fans, everyone just stayed up and <laughs> TCU gear. You want to talk about the most depressing flight. This was after the college flight. football the championship. championship. Yep. The, so whenever you're leaving Vegas on a five a.m. flight after a weekend, it is always, the vibes are not good. No. Yeah. But now yeah. it's a flight full of TCU <laughs> fans who just watched their watch and lost money betting their team. Right. Presumably. Uh, it was oh. depressing. The pilot was a TCU fan. He, he oh, came on. He was like, hi, I'm sorry for your loss. <laughs> oh, it was just a no. bunch of TCU fans and me. So hopefully any <laughs> TCU fans making the trip again will have uh, 
a better outcome and flight home this time. But yeah, that was the most depressing flight. It made me feel better. I was like, well, I want some money on the game. At least I'm not a TCU fan. (laughs) This flight back out of Vegas is a lot easier. Stuck. I I think most people look at the Alabama team and they see the road that they've got and that they like their road. But what about Purdue national player of the year? People are arguing about Edie. Should he be the player of the year or not? Is he actually the best player in college basketball, but what do you make of Purdue's road and could they be on upset alert early? Yeah. I mean, I I think that he certainly deserved to be, deserves to be player of the year. Just his pure, his sheer dominance. uh, You just, you can't discount that no matter what. So I, yeah, they're they're definitely on upset watch because their second round matchup is going to be tough. If they play Memphis or FAU, both of those teams rate in the ninety right around the ninety second, ninety third percentile in post defense. They have guys who can defend the post, and they have physical guards that can give Purdue's young, very young, raw, uh, you know, guys are going to be good. Lawyer and company and Smith, but they, they need to hit the weight room. And you saw them struggle with Rutgers physicality. That will happen again with a Memphis team that this happened last year. I had Memphis as a top 15 team uh, overall, and they played Gonzaga in the second round in another one versus eight, whatever they were, eight or nine. Yep. yep. And Memphis took them right down to the wire. That That could happen here again. The problem is from a bracket perspective. Is, and then if Memphis wins that game, I mean, Kendrick Davis, their point guard, and the amount of talent that they have, Williams and company, just sheer athleticism and talent all across the board, they're peaking at the right time. It's a team Say that can it. make a run to the Final Four. Say it. If you're filling out a bracket, like, I, do you want to have a team going to the Final Four? Now, this is the risk you have to take, if you, especially if you're in a bigger pool. But it's risky if you want to have a team going to the Final Four that is a two-point favorite in the first round. Um, so, I mean, that's certainly not an easy, that's not a cakewalk for Memphis. That'll be an outstanding game. FAU is very good, very athletic, very deep. So that I think will be one of the most entertaining games of the first round FAU Memphis. I do think Memphis ends up winning it, but I'm not like overly confident. So (laughs) that's going to be, there's always that, you know, conundrum in the bracket. It's like, all right, I think that if, I think if the, this eight seed gets to the one, they're going to beat the one. That's on my bracket, but I'm not positive that the eight beats the nine. So, yeah, that's something I'll, right. I'll wrestle with in my bracket over the next day or two. Listen, Sergey. Okay, and that's a little inside joke between him and I, but that's uh, his that's his spy name, Sergey. Kentucky, four point favorite. I mean, you obviously have a self interest in Kentucky, you know, because you need to get the whole weekend extended for for the joints and stuff back there, but. Kentucky minus four against Providence. We got a lot of people on the show in the brigade that watch the show that have listened to us try to make a case for Providence. Not this year. On Providence. Not this year. This is going to be bad for Providence, is it not? This, 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 I this. I have no idea. I have no idea what to. I mean, this Providence team's been sinking fast. Uh, analytically, they are. They just don't look great, and no. they almost missed the tournament. But you know, they have a. Ed Cooley's great as an underdog historically. Bryce Hopkins, uh, Kentucky transfer, Bryce Hopkins revenge game. A lot of people say he's super talented. And you just never know what you're going to get with this Kentucky team. They're super talented. They forget to defend sometimes. <laughs> uh, like, I, I don't know. And no result. They're the team that I was looking forward to the least in the bracket. Oh. And it, and it turned out that way because it wouldn't surprise me if they made a run to the Final Four. It wouldn't surprise me if they lost to Providence on Friday night. Oh. I really hope that they 
do at least win, get the Sunday. I'll have a nice, huge Sunday fun day here in Lexington, which will be an absolute zoo. But I don't know. Like, they're allergic. And it sucks for, for my wife, who uh, runs two bars here. And they're allergic to the weekend. Like, the, last year they lost <laughs> to St. Peter's on a Thursday night. Right. I had a couple the kids. Peacocks. Yeah. A couple kids drive here from North Carolina. They're like, I want to experience a weekend with Stucky at, at your bars in Lexington. And I was like, yeah, let's do it. They drove here Thursday night. By the time I got here, St. Peter's had beat Kentucky. Wow. We went out. We went out on Saturday night and it was raining and cold oh. and it was St. Peter's Murray State at 830 at night. It was horrifying. And oh, no. then then the SEC tournament, they, you know, play on Friday. Hey, we'll get a, a Saturday game. Um, nope. They lose to Vanderbilt. So I'm just praying. And it's just such a huge boost to the bar. It's like if Kentucky wins, it's all anyone cares about in this entire state and especially in Lexington. Everyone comes out. It is just awesome, but man, they, we're starving here for a tournament win. I can't give you. A, I have no idea. I will not bet that game. Okay. Have no money on it. Okay. Um, I I will probably have Kentucky advancing in the bracket, but I don't. I don't feel great about it. I don't. Okay. I, I we never lay points to this team. They're way too inconsistent. Yeah. Stuck. Let me give you three teams that are becoming these. You know, whatever you want to call it, trendy dogs teams that make runs. Oral Roberts, Kent State, Charleston. Can either of those three teams make runs? Yeah, no. Well, a good a point to remember here is that like teams do become trendy, like in in our world. But a lot there's like a couple people that will talk about a team on like Sunday night, and then everyone jumps on board. We live in a very small world compared to like the entire betting landscape. <laughs> yeah. So you got to remember that that like just because you're seeing a bunch of people on on Twitter, then everyone is you know it's kind of an echo chamber in a way. Yeah. Big events that it's it's a very small sliver of all of the bets that are out there. So um like like for example, I the first when the bracket came out a couple of years ago, Ohio against Virginia. I I was like, this is my favorite bet. I love Ohio and it became so trendy and Ohio won. Um just because the team's trendy doesn't mean they can't win. I will mm-hmm. say that some of these underdogs now, like I will no matter what, this is my college basketball is my first love when I was a, a kid, the tournament I fell in love with it was the first sport that I started betting in high school. And it's how I built my my following back on covers forum days. I will bet the turn. I will fire at the tournament, the, especially the first two days until the day I die. I don't care if I have an edge or not. It's a it's a betting bonanza. That's what it is, and yeah. it gets harder every year. It yes. is the lines are so much more efficient. Yes. These underdogs. So you just look at the openers. I remember I don't know six seven years. I mean, go back 10, 12, It's even crazier. But these openers would come out and they'd be so bad, and then they would move astronomically yes. it'll be all these dogs that open way too high now yes. you, you don't even see that much movement and all of these dogs are, are so short and i i my edges are so are so much smaller than they used to be and i'll still yes. run but he, he, i will still always bet these two days that i but these, some of these dogs are like wow they're only kent state's only a four point underdog against indiana um yeah 10 years ago that's seven and a half right um so yeah, that's just the way markets become more efficient over time. Betters are becoming smarter. You have a lot of analytics out there. It's just a, a definitely more intelligent market. Of those teams, um, you know, Charleston has a really they're they're really good. Oh. They're really deep, but oh. they they have a really tough matchup against a really physical San Diego oh. State team. So and now, can you trust the Mountain West? I don't know. No. They're zero not. They're zero and nine against the spread in their last nine tournament games. Seven one one right. twenty eighteen. So uh, 
Oral Roberts certainly can make a run. Stop. That that game is going to be fascinating against Duke. Max Aceman's done it before. I think they're all Duke issues. The ACC, like Duke has looked good lately, but the ACC is so down. They played an undermanned Virginia team, an undermanned Miami team. So, yes, they're getting better, and yes, Duke's talented, and I do believe in their defensive improvement. But some of it is smoke, like yes, smoke and mirrors. It's like, yeah. look at who they yeah. played, and the ACC is very down. Mm. So we'll see how that plays out. But, yeah, Oral Roberts could give them issues. And Oral Roberts' defense is actually better than the team that made a run a couple of years ago. And who was the other team you mentioned? Uh, Kent State. Yeah, Kent State, it's a tough matchup for Indiana because they can defend in the post and they can match mm. up with TJD. And they're a tough-minded, defensive, physical team. They'll have, and they won't be scared, super experienced. They have a great guard and sincere carry who I think can give Indiana some issues on the perimeter. Um, you know, they have a guy – Malik Jacobs, lockdown defender, he can match up with a Jafina. Like it's, they have guys now. I, the line is, I don't. There's not much value at four, but they're mm-hmm. going to give Indiana a scare. It was a, it's a tough draw for Indiana. I actually like the team above that. That that little pod is so fascinating to me. Every year you see like a, or not every year, but a lot of years you'll see like a twelve versus a thirteen in the second round. Yeah, and this could be it. This you could see Drake against Kent, Kent State. State. Let's go. In this second oh, round. God, I, I he'll love. be in heaven if that happens. <laughs> if Drake uh, plays Kent State with an opportunity to go to the Sweet 16. I, I love Drake. Become a Drake, Drake is, show. How could you not? How could you not love Drake? See? Told yeah, you, Dave. I love I'll Drake. One. Miami's big. Omir might not play, which huge. is huge. But Drake is like, Drake's the oldest team in the country. I think there's seven guys oh, in college God, basketball that are 25 uh, or older. Drake has uh, three of them. Two of them, I they, thought. They have three or two, two? Two or three. Yeah, two. Uh, yeah, they have two. And they they're, they have a guard who started for Siena in 2017. Yeah. <laughs> Who's playing? Yes. 2017. And Darren yeah, DeVries' kid. Tucker yep. DeVries is the player of the year in the Valley. Oh, God. This has become a – Yeah, well-coached, peaking at the right time, finally right healthy. The chats going nuts. Shout, shout to Des Moines. <laughs> You're wearing they the hat. Did you they, know that the last sophomore to win the Valley Player of the Year was Doug McDermott? Look at this. Love the Drake. Love the Drake. Okay, love Chat's Drake. going nuts yes. right now. D-Rock's going to the Sweet 16. Creighton is a five-point favorite right now, five and a half some places Scary. against NC State. Stuck. Do you believe they're that big of a number? And what the hell is going to happen with the Big East teams in, in this thing? Because – I think they have a legitimate shot to get at least one in the final four, but they also yeah. have a shot to be out by the sweet 16, almost all of them. Way, way to go out on a limb, Dave. Uh, know, right. <laughs> so they're either going to the final four or out by up. the sweet 16. Um, what do you mean you want me to go out on a limb? I'm on a limb uh, talking to you every day. No. Well, yeah, they could, they could either go to the final four or be out by the sweet 16. What are the other options? <laughs> yeah. that is, that, that's it. No, uh, I meant the whole conference. Yeah, well, that's that's it. And so, uh, look, the Big East is Connecticut has a brutal draw. I mean, they're in the they're in the the best kind of the West, which I call the best, and the East is the least. Mm. It, it's like they're arguably a top ten team. What they're did you just come team. up like, with that? Best you have West, least in the yeah, East. I mean, you're talking about going out on a fucking limb. Took, took me all night. Marquette's to going to the Final Four, are they not? No, uh, they could, but they have a tough ma- they have a tough matchup in the first round. So does Xavier. I think like two of the live dogs that are Vermont and Kennesaw state. If you're looking for an upset, Vermont has a ton of shooters, ton of ball handlers. They play slow, which is, that's kind of the profile of a dog that you look for. They don't turn it over. And if you look at Chaka smart, 
most profitable. Actually, that's not true. Tim Floyd is the, the underdog cover go. Wow. Over the past 30 years, Chaka Smart's number two most profitable coach is underdog. He's kind of like, he reminds me of like Mike Tomlin. Like his teams thrive on energy. And when they're yeah. like in the underdog role, they mm. come out and they're just so intense on defense. But as a mm. favorite, out of 850 coaches over the past 25 years, he's the third least profitable as a double-digit favorite. He's 40 and 63. That, so, like, that's kind of like Tomlin against the spread. So, yeah, I think Vermont is Strong potentially strange. live. Kennesaw State has the offense to hang. Iona's defensive pressure could give UConn issues, but I think UConn eventually will have too much size in that matchup. Right. But they have some intriguing – I wouldn't be – I think one of them is going to slip up in the first round. Oh. But um, yeah, they. I think Marquette. It's not, they, it's not Creighton, is it? No, I actually like the matchup for Creighton in the first round. Too. They're playing. NC State. They're playing an NC State team that can't defend, and they, you know, they're they're big man. NC State's not going to get Cockburner moving, and if you can get him moving, that's when you can get Creighton's defense. But there's a big. I mean, we're, we're talking. It looks like a letter of ten. We have a very round big man and a very thin seven footer. That matchup yep, is so fun to watch. Weight, yep, but weight, weight discrepancy is like literally 300 pounds to 200 pounds. It's like a hundred pound weight difference between the bigs and NC state and Creighton. Yeah. NC state is a kid to Quaven Smith who could good, who could just go bonkers from three. If he's hot, he can go for a 35, which could always Ooh. happen, but NC state can't defend Creighton. They want to press. They press about a third of the time. One of the highest rates in the country. Creighton yeah, grades out press. 99 yeah. percentile against the press. They have don't press creators. Yeah, it's a bad you idea. Can't press them. <laughs> uh-uh. So I, I think it's, I think it's a bad matchup for NC state. I would, I would look at uh, Creighton there and I'll, I safely have them advancing the first round. They but can certainly Baylor, make but if it's Baylor in the second round though, stuck, that's my, I'm a Creighton guy. So I've looked at the draw. I think Baylor could get passed into the second round and they maybe get tested a bit, but isn't a horrible matchup for the Jays. If the NC state's a good matchup, isn't Baylor a horrible matchup for Creighton? Yeah, I mean, I, there's something off with this Baylor team. Now, look, they have the pedigree and they have the guards, which plays in March. And this is a team that you know won it all a couple of years ago, and they have some guys on that team that did. And guards play in March, but there's they're all, like if you look at their defensive metrics, they they jump off the page. There's something wrong there. They can't defend at the rim, and their defense is just so out of sorts, which is not what you want against Creighton. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Baylor. I look for certain teams that have like red flags. Like if you look at some of their, you know, adjusted offensive or defensive efficiency. And if a team like Baylor thinks outside the top 100, that's, that's a, a red flag. You know, like the Iowa defense always ends up biting them in the first round in the tournament again, probably will this year, but there's certain teams that have, you know, some of the offenses out there are really poor, which you, you just can't have a, a fatal flaw and that might be Baylor. So, you know, Creighton might be able to get, I, I think Creighton's going to get by Baylor. Whoa, I love it. Sweet oh, 16. God. Let's Kip. go. Goodness gracious. <laughs> oh. what, Dave, Dave, who do you have winning that? Do you have you, you no? I don't even look at a bracket. I got said this I, morning, I, stuck as we're coming on for the Monday after selection Sunday. Dave said, I haven't looked at a bracket yet. Oh, yeah. good show prep, Dave. I, yeah, I didn't look at a bracket. <laughs> I never do. I always look at the odds and stuff. Um, I like Texas, stuck. Yeah, I, I, I think Texas has been. One of the best teams all season. And I think the Big 12, comparatively, uh, quantitatively, whatever it is, is deeper. So I think they've played more games against upper-level opponents. Um, And I like their setup in their bracket. So Texas has been a team that I've been kind of sneaky, just been on and on and on. I love them Saturday against uh, Kansas. 
I, I am, am I wrong in thinking that that's the team to beat out of the big 12? Yeah. I mean, I think Texas is being slept on and they continue to be slept on. You saw Ooh. that in the big 12 tournament. I mean, I think that they're going to get to a matchup with Houston. I think that that bracket or that region, I should say, will play out fairly chalky, or at least that's what I think. So mm-hmm. yeah, there, I think a lot of people are saying to themselves, Oh, Chris Beard is not there. So they're kind of like wrote Texas off and have maintained that sentiment ever since. And Texas, look, if you look historically, teams that win it all, that have won it all over the past 20 years, like you got your adjusted offensive and defensive efficiency, the the old Ken Palm formula mm-hmm. has to be, you add them both up, they have to be under 50. There's only a handful of teams that, that right. applies to this year. And Texas is one of them. Yes. Um, you know, they they have the guards, they are tough they can play in the half court which you sometimes worry about teams that are uber reliant on getting out in transition and playing faster games because a lot of times in the tournament especially as we get into the later stages these games turn into more of a half court grind. yes and texas is extremely comfortable there they're very experienced they can make tough shots they're good in the post now they have a couple guys Dylan Dissu has been playing amazing. And, you know, they have, if Marcus Carr is making shots, the team is damn good. Before you joined us, we were talking about it. Can you believe that? I mean, like, say they make a run at least at a Final Four. You're in Lexington. Is Cal going to go to Texas? Like, is that a legit thing? Could that actually happen if all this happens? Well, I don't know. I mean, if, if, if they make a deep, deep run, I think maybe you have to bring Terry back. I don't, I don't know. Um, I think Cal will get, we'll have one more year with the class he has coming in. Okay. Um, All right. That's good. If they don't like, if they lose in the first round, the next oh. two years, then he might go. Uh, but I think he's going to, regardless of what happens, he'll be back next year. Okay. Uh, I think um, that's, that's how I think it'll play out. But yeah, I, I, I'm like, if you look at Texas, you know, I'm, I, their, their path is, pretty favorable i think xavier who doesn't have a really key player in zach Fremantle, they lost him iowa state uh, i'm not a believer in their offense like and then you know texas a&m they're fairly limited offensively as well can penn state beat them yes yeah absolutely great 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 matchup for penn state so texas a&m they here's how they score they get offensive rebounds they force turnovers and they get to the line Penn State never turns it over, great on the defensive glass, and they never, ever foul. And then on the other side, Texas A&M, very (laughs) aggressive defense that they, you know, they go under screens, they overlay, overly help. They leave, they they give up one of the highest three-point attempt rates in the country. Well, that works in the SEC. Nobody can shoot in the SEC except Alabama, and you just saw what Alabama did when they were making threes against Texas A&M. That works for Texas A&M because they're playing all these teams that cannot shoot in the SEC. I mean, there's Mississippi State, I think, who's in the tournament, is dead last in the country at like 26% yeah. from three, which is horrifying. Uh, but no not, no one could shoot in this conference. I mean, Arkansas is pitiful. So that works. But now you're playing a Penn State team as five shooters. They, they shoot three yeah, shooters. top 10 rate, yeah. and they yeah. make them at a top 10 rate nationally. They're going to get a lot of open looks from three. And they don't foul, they don't turn it over, and they get on the defensive glass, and they also <laughs> get back and don't let Texas A&M get the transition. Well coached, two great coaches in this game. <clears throat> yeah, I, I like Penn State as uh, 
look, they're going to a 10 seed that could make a have a little magic here. It wouldn't be an easy game for Texas, but I think Texas would get through it. Interesting. Stuck, we enter this. So we just found out Dave and I went to the WAC final and we saw that the NIT final force here. We didn't know that until we went to the WAC final, but it's at the Orleans yeah. here in town. Rutgers did not make the field. They were, they're the highest ranked team on Ken Palm's rankings that did not make the field. A lot of people are angry at Rutgers not getting in. Do they have a case to make that they should be in this field? Maybe NC State not? Yeah, I mean, especially because of how they closed. Um, the I, I think they they lost the Temple on a neutral court earlier this season, and I think that probably ended up costing them. But they played without their two of their best players in that game. They also lost another key player down the stretch, which maybe that cost them. But yeah, I would have taken Rutgers over NC State, but from a entertainment perspective and watch point oh. of view, I mean. <laughs> I don't, we don't know one needs to see the Rutgers offense in, <laughs> in the tournament. So we got, we got a much like NC state Creighton will be fun to watch. Um, and then whoever Rutgers was going to play would like, yeah, we probably could have bet the first half under or something, but um, it's uh, yeah, I, I think, but yeah, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see the NIT is fascinating to, to bet. I, I, yes. I generally, I generally, I, I struggle with it just because I try to hit like a lot of it just comes down to motivation. You never really know. Like but it's still home game stuck. That's what a lot of people don't realize. Like the 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 assassins that bet it, they they have just better numbers. These are odd matchups, but they still have the home court stuff. I think there's advantages to betting this stuff, isn't there? Yeah, there there there, there certainly is, and it's not as uh, visible for right. a better word market right now this week. Um, you know, like to Michigan, but Michigan, you could argue Michigan, like does Michigan was really close to the tournament. Do they, do they care? They're playing at home. They're playing a Toledo team. That was a one seed again. The team hasn't made the tournament since the eighties oh, and they boy. came up short again on Saturday. Now they're going to Michigan. The last two years after they failed as a one seed in the Mac tournament, they shit the bed in their first game in the NIT. And I think maybe right. the CBI, right. a bunch of seniors. They're playing at Michigan. I don't. I don't know if Michigan necessarily cares. Toledo is also playing its fourth game in six days. Doesn't have a bench Oof. and they play fast, which is Ooh. might be tough. But I think that they Sounds match like up well with Michigan. But I, I how don't about know. NC State? That's, how about North Carolina though? I mean, national champs to the NIT. Well, they said no, That's, thank you too, right? Uh, yeah, they're not in the. Are they in the field? Did oh, they? they said, no, they did decline the NIT. They declined it. Yeah. Oh wow. Hubert Davis said we're not. We're not coming. Speaking of coming, are you coming to Vegas? Would, that would have been. That would have been an easy fade. Are you coming Carolina. to Vegas? Uh, depends on if I have to do an event somewhere in a legal state, but I will be there <laughs> shortly over the next month or so. Uh, I was going to come right. for the, we'll the next weekend, but uh, I'm doing an event in Hoboken. Um, nice. Check out actionnetwork.com. It's it's uh, free, free drinks and Manhattan Ooh. in Hoboken. Maybe we'll come there. The hell with that. Maybe we'll just come there. Can you hook us up? Everybody Hoboken wants us to bars, them man. up when they there, come here. There's nothing there. Most I mean, bars in the world. Let's Everything's free. So yeah, uh, I will, I will make an exception for you. <laughs> People guys. follow you at Stucky too, to find out more about that. Where, where should they go for that? Yeah. at Stucky too on Twitter. You go to actionnetwork.com for the details on the uh, view party. You just RSVP to the link and that's all you need to do. Everything's Ooh. free. Um, and then yeah, big bets on campus podcast. We have myself guys from a three man weave. Uh, we'll have a ton of content out there. For Did you have root on there? Of course. Yeah, we did. We had the yeah. we did a show last night after yeah. the bracket. Who root picked to win it all? Houston, actually. 
Oh my, you guys are on Houston. Oh, you guys got to go listen. I, to I, I don't know if I'm I'll Houston. Listen to I, it later. I haven't done my like my final four is I'll lock that in like on on uh you know, probably Thursday Thursday, okay. what, Thursday right. morning. So right. I don't know. But Houston's Houston's good has a good path and they're they're very trustworthy um as far as like a team that I don't think will get upset early on. You're trustworthy. Thank you for joining Stuck. us. Stuck. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Enjoy the first couple of games. See you, brother. Have a going, guys. Enjoy the Stucky at Stucky2 from the Action He's Network. He's here on the Bostonian versus the book. Good stuff with him on that. Okay, let me ask you a couple of quick questions kind of yeah. in, in the wake of that because well, those guys like Houston. I was going to ask you that because Marcus Sasser's injury is significant. So you often say the number is going to tell the story, right? Yeah. So if Marcus Sasser is not playing – what does the number go to? If he is well, playing, I don't think it moves that much. Okay, it doesn't matter. Okay, so it then, it, it, it's it's slight. It's just it's not like a four point move either way. Okay, but what about the odds for Houston to win it all? They're already the favorite. Where Correct. can they go from there? Well, it's five to one. Do they go down? Because I mean, they've been as low as three fifty <sighs> to one. So I'm sorry, three three and a half to one. So they've been as low as those plus three fifty, but. I'm watching. I watched that game. I was on Houston money line against Memphis, even without Marcus Satzer. They are lost without him. They can't. It's. I. I. <laughs> if it was us in the room, mm-hmm. we would go move it up and try to get all the Houston money that's still left out there. Okay, I agree. At this point, I. I would. I would look actively to be one of the best prices in the world mm-hmm. on Houston to win it all. I don't know about the getting to the final four because the path, I mean, aren't they going to roll out of bed and win two games? Well, I don't, I mean, it really depends upon what Auburn does in the second round. Cause I think Auburn's going to win their game. They're going to beat Iowa. Oh, you think Auburn can actually beat them? Like Stuck, I he do. Just, he just said he is no, because they play very similar styles. I mean, you can say that Houston plays a better style than Auburn does. Okay, but I think if you're in a defensive grinder of a game and it's a one possession, two possession game, one way or the other, I mean, again, this is without Marcus Sasser. If Marcus Sasser is playing against Auburn, I'll take Houston. Right, but okay. I don't know how. I mean. Not to play him against Memphis, and I know you're saying you're playing for bigger things. We want to go to the Final Four. It's in Houston. We need to get there, blah, blah, blah. But, I mean, it's a groin injury, and they don't play him in the championship game. I think it was complete well, smoke and mirrors even have him on the bench saying he might play. He was never close to playing. And how good a groin heals, how much in four days? I mean, all of a sudden it's going to be like, he's, he's always Superman. He's Wolverine. He's going to come back and the groin's going to be fine. You're one bad move from re-injuring that groin and being done. So right. I don't think you can, I mean, personally, I don't think you can trust Houston. I I, I think that injury is so significant to me that I, I don't think you can trust him, even though they're still, mm. the, the books are saying he's going to be fine. There could be inside information that it's just a, a nag. It's nothing serious. But when he went down in the semifinal, it was awkward. I mean, his legs slid out way wide and it looked like a pretty significant groin injury. So hold on. Yeah. Time out. First time that I can remember this happening in BVB brigade history. We just had Landon lie. All right announced that he's back and just had a baby and him mom and child are sitting in the hospital relaxing watching the show unbelievable landon just welcomed life into this world god bless you your wife and your new baby 
Thanks for watching the show. Brigade, do your thing. We got the first. We had the umbilical cord cut picture. We had, oh, we, we had that. That's right. We did that. We, we had did that, that already. You're so we right. know. I mean, if they're watching it post bringing a new life into the world, that's a first. <laughs> but we had the next morning, we had the picture being shared to us oh, of the umbilical cord being cut from the man. brigade. So this is the second baby relationship with the brigade that we've we been having multi-generational brigade members right now Sorry, watching cool. the show all right march 13th big week i mean uh march madness all this other stuff and little landon I mean, this is just phenomenal this is very good congratulations oh, yeah. to you thank you for watching both of you mom nice job way to go right. with that we, we appreciate you even letting that on not sure many moms would want to be watching us after going through birth, can you imagine? <laughs> hey, honey, I gotta put on. Feel the good. I got. I gotta put on. I gotta put on. I. I can't miss the brigade. They're doing. Yeah, the I gotta Monday. put on these. They're two doing assholes. the Monday oh, NCAA God. preview and recap of the of of the of the Saturday show live. So, um, just just lay over there, relax, and I'll <laughs> hand you the baby when it's time for the baby to eat. <laughs> Unbelievable. Very much. Thank you. All right. So obviously today is a big basketball day, but also a very big football day. Oh, we did not know about Jimmy G. It's done. I put a question mark on this. There's no more question mark. Jimmy Garoppolo is going to the Raiders. This is why the NFL is the NFL, because the schedule for sports today is awful. There's nothing going on. There's three games in the NHL. There's like four games in the NBA. The college games start tomorrow. Yeah. And the NFL has legal tampering opening up today where they'll dominate the news cycle. Which is this the legal? Is this the official term for it? Legal tampering? Yes. That's the official that's the official name of it. It's called legal tampering. Yes. The legal tampering period is NFL like, free agency is now called legal tampering. You're new to this? You're just figuring this out? Yes, today is called the is, is the opening of the legal tampering yeah, period. I know, but it's not officially called that. Yes, it is. Yes, the NFL it is. Calls it that legal tampering. Yes. Oh God, <laughs> is it legal tampering? Bro- calls it that. No, it. Brigade, please tell this book. There's no terms. This is oh. legal tampering. So it's called. Okay. Opens up. You can have all these conversations. That's why everybody wants it to go back to what it was. So you don't have this. This is because agents were cutting deals, like five-year deals, right. incre- you know, very incredible, incredible type of. I can't say that word today intricate words or intricate deals being done. And all of a sudden it opened up and then bam, the deal came out and they're like, wait a minute, how the hell did you guys get that deal done in two minutes? Cause they were talking for two weeks ahead of time. So the NFL is trying to stop that. So they say, all right, we're going to open this up and it's still going on because deals are getting done like that. It opens up and all right. of a sudden, you know, a new defensive lineman is going to the 49ers. A new offensive lineman is going to the Broncos. Like it's, it's wild to watch the movement mm-hmm. that happens today. Uh-huh. But if you're watching quarterback movement, Garoppolo, I mean, Brock Purdy's arm better be good. That's all I got to say, Niner fans. If that UCL surgery better have taken. Yeah. Because it's Trey Lance or Brock Purdy, and you've just let a dude walk. <sighs> baseball hat on the moment? <laughs> no, I'm thinking about deals and people talking uh- and all kind of things. If you put that thought in my head. Oh, we'll do that later. Out we'll, of my head. We'll, we'll do that later. I the, know. The I Bears. The next okay, we, 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 this happened after we got off the air on Friday. So we didn't just to comment Saturday. on Saturday. What was that? What was happened Saturday? 
thought it was Saturday. No, I'm Friday. I thought after the show was over and then. Oh, maybe that. Oh, the trade was Friday. The trade was Friday. Yeah, yes. it was Friday. Yes. It was a Friday trade. And then Saturday said so we didn't talk about it on Saturday at all because of what happened with the fights. But the Bears give up the first pick overall to the Panthers for a massive haul. I thought so. Some people were downplaying it. They kept the ninth pick. It's not like that. They got the 61st pick. They got the ninth pick. Another first next year. And the Bears got a really good wideout in DJ yeah, Moore. Right. Like, I thought that was a pretty good trade. I, and I now there's talking anybody. about Carolina going to trade this pick. Have you heard oh, this? No, I've not heard that. Oh, so yeah. Carolina might flip a pick. Yeah, might flip it. Yeah, because they haven't decided who their guy is. So why would they go to one? Just for the capital? Just for the control of the draft? Yes. To see who really wants it. And to find out who they want. That's what I heard. Oh, I, I could see it. That's, that's, I mean, that's playing some really aggressive chess. I mean, that's yeah, because they need a quarterback. So if you give up the first pick, I and one of they the, do. If one of these three quarterbacks turns into something really special. That doesn't help. I mean, that's all the people looking back on Patrick Mahomes and saying, look how many teams who needed quarterbacks could have drafted Patrick Mahomes and they get <laughs> blasted for not drafting Patrick Mahomes. So, I mean, that's, that's the, that's the fear if you're the Panthers You've had, you have the control. And if you can't talent evaluate properly to figure out who is the best fit for your team. I mean, I get the move. I mean, I get the power you have. Ooh. Houston is clearly, I mean, Lovey Smith just did them so dirty because they got to watch everything happening right above them. And they got to be dictated too, and they can't, they can't decide their own fate. I don't know if they should go get a quarterback right now anyway. It sounds like they're not. It sounds like the brass is leaning towards taking one of the two defensive stars, the kid out of Georgia, the kid out of Alabama. Yeah. yeah. But, and that's probably a better pick to build defense to go that route. But I, uh, again, you have to build the lines before you can get a quarterback. You have to have an offensive line. If you don't have an offensive line, you need to have a defensive line to go get the other quarterback while you have time to build your offensive line and get your quarterback, getting a good quarterback without an offensive line is a recipe for disaster. So Fair. I think they have, they have more things to worry about, but do you know who has a bad offensive line? The Raiders <laughs> who just went and got their quarterback with a bad offensive line. <sighs> I know. I don't know. I'm surprised. I mean, you know, you just you said it when we started the show, Jimmy G to the Raiders, and I was like, "What?" Yeah, I didn't see that coming. Oh, I did. Yeah, it was. It was. It was. I think they kicked the tires on Rogers. I think Rogers said no, uh, and then they had to pivot. And they don't like. They're not. They're, a quarterback was not going to be there when they draft at seven. The one that one, one that they like a lot. And look, Josh McDaniels is a Belichick disciple. He likes players who have already been in the system. So, okay. You're getting a guy who's already been in the system and look, Jimmy G has gone to a super bowl. It's numerous quote unquote, great quarterbacks in the NFL have never played in the super bowl. So people will whine. He's he's the worst quarterback in the division. Fair, but no, he's not. He's better than Russell Wilson. Is he? Yeah, he's better than no. He's better than Russell Wilson. Yes, he's better than Russell Wilson. Yes, okay. no, he's not. I disagree with that. He's the the second to worst. He's third, but I don't think he's the worst. No, I I mean no. I, I think Garoppolo is going to have a big year throwing the football, if healthy. 
I feel like now, the Raiders peak at nine and eight. Now it depends upon what happens with Josh Jacobs and what moves they make on the offensive line, but it does free them up at number seven to take an offensive lineman, which is going to be huge. So they'll take one of the top O linemen available at seven. I like the sounds of that. Yeah. So you pencil that in. So now you've got a new offensive lineman, new left tackle to play with. Probably go get a right tackle in free agency. Your wideout weapons, you're set with your weapons. Your defense needs a ton of help. So maybe you go defense in the second round and try to find a linebacker or two. Hmm. But I'm, I'll be very curious to see what happens with the Raiders. The Dolphins went and got Jalen Ramsey. About that. So they get, I mean, a, a, a shutdown move all over the field cornerback to come in. And that's why I don't think Rodgers is going there because getting Jalen Ramsey took him out of the Rodgers sweepstakes just so they don't have the money for Aaron Rodgers on this. Uh, I don't know. If they want to make it work, they will. Could. Yeah, you can kick around. It, it's it's definitely possible. I mean, they just uh, they just made the Browns just freed up, I think it's $20 million in cap room by reworking the deal for Deshaun Watson, who now has a cap hit of $60 million in 24 <laughs> next year. So, <laughs> well, that's what Rogers has. Rogers is the same thing. Rogers has a cap of 60 million this year for the pack for the Packers. That's, so teams, you see the equality in that, right? Aaron Rodgers, Deshaun Watson, the same. That makes perfect sense to me. I'm just a numbers guy though. I don't, I don't know. Right. Do I know? Well, I mean, you can, that's why you can say this salary cap is just Fugazi because you can just play with it and do whatever you need to do with it. Cause it's not real. And you know, perfect. I dumb. put on the glasses for that one. That was perfect. <laughs> Just that was, not numbers that, that are that don't make a whole lot of sense. None that, of it but, makes any sense, and none of it apparently means shit. Doesn't. But Amazing. I mean, the, the the dead cap money, the dead hit on Rodgers. Again, I cannot believe the Packers would do this because the Packers are going to have so much dead money on their books. They're basically punting on the season for this year in hopes of next year being back and being competitive. But I mean, the Bears clearly are not ready. The Bears are coming, baby. They're coming, but they're not ready. Not yet. I mean, do you like Justin Fields? I mean, they, they, they're going to, they're banking on Justin Fields. I like Fields, but they, how many picks do they have in the first round? You see two, the Bears right? picks in the first round? Well, they have two. Oh, I think they have they, 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 they have two they in have, the first round, but they have two in the second round, too. I think they have four in the first, like, 65 picks. At least. Yeah. Like at least. I think it's, I think it's a couple. But that's Anyhow, in the future, though. That's not next year. That's that's you know in the future they can reap the rewards. Of that. I don't know. This year and next year they can draft a lot of people that can help a team turn around really quickly. Jacksonville did it. It's, it can happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you you. Know, I don't necessarily. I don't know if Justin Fields is the guy, but um, one team to watch. My team. It's really interesting. They traded Johnu Smith for a seventh round pick. Putting him back with Arthur Smith with the Falcons. If you are somebody who thought Kyle Pitts was going to be a focal point of the Falcons offense, um, no, he's not going to be a focal point. They're going to run a lot of 12 personnel. John U. Smith had his best years with Arthur Smith when he was the offensive coordinator for the Titans. So obviously John U. Smith is going to get the ball a ton coming back. John U. Smith is a tight end. Yes. Patriots, one of the bigger free agent signings in Bill Belichick's era that did not work at all. It was a complete this is a salary dump of salary dumps by the Patriots. So he's going to help the Falcons or a ton. Is- well, if you're Kyle Pitts, if you're someone in, in fantasy and you have Kyle Pitts on your roster, this is really bad news. If you're a Falcons fan, this is going to help your 12 personnel. It's going to help your young quarterback. 
this is a this is a good move for them, and it's relatively inexpensive from a price perspective because the Patriots just got a seventh round pick coming back. They were just like, please take his contract. We don't want him anymore. It also puts the Patriots in line to draft a tight end in the second round. Oh, so, there's. I want the kid out of. Wa- I want the Washington kid from Georgia. I want that six foot seven behemoth. Chef Benny just came in and said, "Rogers to the Jets is done." Don't fucking say that stuff if it's not done. I don't know. I mean, he said it. I I that I haven't seen it. I don't know, but he just said it's done. So where I, source it? Source it. I don't know. Who was Come saying on, that? Show that's, yourself. That's a pretty significant. Don't make declarations like that. Right, because we're on TV talking about it, believing you. So if you say it, Don Kleiman said it's it done. is done. It's done. It's done. Wow. Man, he just he, – oh, okay, well, this is – he's regurgitating Trey Wingo. Hearing Rodgers to the Jets is done. History about to repeat itself between New York and Green Bay. Time indeed is a flat circle. I can't believe Rodgers is going to go do this. I love it. I'm stunned. Don't want to play Green Bay. Green Bay don't want him. He's going to get completely devoured in New York. Aaron Rodgers has no idea what's about to happen to him. I think he don't. I told you he don't care about that. Oh, I think he. I think I mean, if I would be, I would be more worried about getting hit. He is Charmin. Well, no, that offensive line's good. He's Charmin soft. Aaron Rodgers is such a rabbit ear quarterback. He is so enamored with himself. And he just has to hear everything. He listens to everything, reads everything. Going to New York is going to be awful for him. Mm. They're going to be in his business every darn day. He's a single 39-year-old guy in New York, the quarterback of the Jets, with Daniel Jones just getting inked for a long-term deal. And the Giants looking like the better of the two teams because everyone's going to expect the Jets to win the... (laughs) He's frozen. Look at that face. You're I'm frozen. Snap back. your fingers. You're still frozen. There you go. You're back. Yeah. You sound Freezing. like it's like 1967 and he's Joe Namath and they're going to bother him. If he goes there bother and they turn into a winning than, record Jets they're gonna team, they're going to bother him. They're going to be all over they're him. Not. Dave, you're wrong. The New York media is going to devour Rodgers. It's, okay. it's, it's, it's going to be. Okay. They're going to protect him. Protect him? When is, yeah. New York media, when is the New York media ever protected a star free agent coming in? Oh. That doesn't happen. That, that doesn't happen. New York He's going to turn this team into a 10-win football team now, right? This team's oh. ready to go. They're going to challenge for the division. For God's sakes, enough. the odds to have them the second choice to win the division. Which is fair. I'll give him that. I mean, look, the, on paper, oh the Jets the Jets are definitely the second-best team in the division. There's no debate in that. The Tua situation is a huge deal. Patriots are way behind, but until further notice, the Patriots own the Jets, with or without Rodgers, own the Jets. So maybe Aaron Rodgers changes things up. Maybe he doesn't. This is going to be good fodder for, for not just our show, Boston versus Oh, my Bulls, gosh, everybody's show. The AFC East is yeah. uh, is now interesting, like super interesting. 
because Buffalo's on its way. You know, are they taking a step backwards? Maybe. Uh, I don't know, backwards. I think they're staying level. I think it's still, they have to make that next step. They got to prove they can get past the Chiefs. Oh, man. So, I mean, they couldn't get past the Bengals this year. I mean, the pro, I mean, it, this, this move doesn't change anything in my mind of the top three teams in the division or in the conference, rather. It's still Bengals, Bills, Chiefs, still further notice. Fair. I mean, it's just, I mean, I don't care. It doesn't, it changes things around in New York. It changes things around in terms of what happens for, you know, wins, win totals, the race for the division. But I don't think the Jets are better than the Bills. I don't think the Jets are better than the Chiefs or the Bengals just because Aaron Rodgers is their quarterback. <laughs> you know who's happiest about this? Daniel oh. Jones. Oh, 100%. <laughs> That's what I said. I mean, Daniel Jones now, because he was the lightning rod for a long time. And he Ooh, they got, were coming after him. Yeah, and he just got the extension. Zach Wilson's going to go cry somewhere and, 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 and go into a corner and, you know, become a, a very overpaid clipboard holder. And we'll see how long Rogers plays. I mean, he's got one, two years. I mean, the Brady window was a year. So, but it was a totally different situation with what Tom Brady was walking into. Jets making a playoffs, yes or no, right now? Yes. First thought. Yes, yeah. they're making a playoffs. Yes. Yeah. Yes. As one of the wild card teams, yes. Wow. If they stay healthy. Yeah. I mean, the defensive line's really good. Offensive line's talented. They need help with the running back situation, but they can find that easily. Good receivers that are young that are going to be profitable, you know, going to be good for Rodgers. Aaron has thrown a ton of interceptions. And if look, if Aaron Rodgers does the cliff thing, like everyone's projecting, people are saying that he's washed up, that he's done. I don't know. I don't think so. Whoa, I don't know about that. I mean, people would saying that saying, look at the numbers, look, look at the way Rodgers ended in, in green Bay. They're saying it wasn't just the receivers. It wasn't just a lack of Devontae Adams. It was that Rodgers play has declined dramatically. And if he's just going to take a payday and go play for the jets, I mean, it's just, I mean, look, the Packers are banking on that, right? The Packers are letting him go because they're banking on the Aaron Rodgers is not going to be great. We'll it's see, different. Man. Remember, because Brady had his contract. Brady was a free agent. This is a trade, okay? The team is choosing to let Rodgers and send Rodgers to New York. Brady was a free agent. Brady had all control. He picked where he wanted to go. Rodgers is being sent by the Packers. So Green Bay is making the conscious decision to let Aaron Rodgers walk. And I think you have to at least acknowledge that, that the team that he won a Super Bowl with is deciding to say, Aaron, yep, we're good. Goodbye. We're, we're sending you packing. What, um, what, is, what does Zach Wilson do? As I said, goes into a corner and cries, holds a clipboard and gets paid. He stays? Where's it going to go? He's on a rookie, a rookie court. He's on a rookie deal. He can't go anywhere. I mean, maybe they trade him just because he's disgruntled, but what are you getting back? A seventh round pick? <laughs> I mean, Zach Wilson's not going to be, you're going to have to take a big Mike hit. White stays? Yeah, he stays. Sure. Yeah. It's a backup, 100%. Flacco's gone, obviously, but like <laughs> Mike White's the backup. Yeah, that could be the quarterback room. Quarterback room could be Rodgers and Mike White. That's fair. Oh, man. This is going to be fun. This is, this is going to be good. I can't wait to see the schedule. And see, oh. see the opponents and when the NFL sets this up. Do the Jets play the Packers game? next year? That would be awesome if so. 
Ooh. I don't think so, but it would be great if the Jets played the Packers. That would be a gr- yeah, that would be good. Wow, like Patriots, Patriots, and Bucks all over again in terms of hype and media attention. So we'll see. Right. Sports great. Thank you so much. Appreciate you guys being here. We'll be back tomorrow for more on the Roger situation. Something tells me it's going to dominate this week. <laughs> you guys are live on YouTube and Twitter. Don't move. More to come with BVB. All right. Uh, let's. Oh, there's get- the chat just said Mike White signed with Miami. Oh, so he's wow. out. He's so, signed with, so he's the backup in Miami. Does the beard the does the beard go back? Does the beard go back up? No. <laughs> he's he's done. He's, oh, yeah, he's on TV. I forgot. He retired. I forgot. Yeah, he's done. I thought he was the backup in Miami. Who was the backup in Miami last year? <laughs> the oh, Rogers Flacco dynasty begins. Addison, <laughs> nice job. Bridgewater, right? Bridgewater was the backup in Miami last year? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he winds up going. God. I don't do NFL is beautiful. The NFL is so smart. They know how to dominate. It's a slow news day. Give them the, give them the chum in the water. Give them it. It's so annoying to me. I just, <laughs> it's, it's so, so smart. Boring they're me. so good. They're so smart. They know exactly what they're doing. They know how to dominate news cycles. Wow. NFL <laughs> network is saying it's not a done deal with Rogers to the jets. Garrett Wilson just said, I can, Garrett Wilson just tweeted, I can finally enjoy my vacation now. So if Garrett Wilson's tweeting, Garrett Wilson, the wide out for the Jets. Oh, from Ohio State. Oh, he's saying, I can enjoy my vacation now. So if if they're saying it's not done, Garrett Wilson just basically broke it (laughs) unless he's reacting off of what Trey Wingo tweeted. Right. Garrett Wilson, 22, Elijah Moore, 22, Corey Davis, 28, yep. Brees Hall, running back, 21, CJ Uzma, tight end, 30. Those are the jet skill position players. Yep. We'll see how our, how our guy does with the young guys. It's worked out so far. It worked out in Green Bay. So this is weird. So Trey Wingo tweets, hearing Rodgers to the Jets is done, right? Hearing. Uh-huh. Because the world is so wacko. Don Kleiman writes, Aaron Rodgers is being traded to the Jets per Trey Wingo. Quote, it's done. He didn't write. He didn't say that. He said, I'm hearing it's done. This is the problem with people with selective hearing. So people are saying Don Kleiman is reporting. No, he's not. Don Kleiman is reporting off of a Trey Wingo tweet where Trey Wingo is saying hearing that Rogers to the Jets is done. Oh my God. See what so I you, mean? Like so this is why yeah. you just turn the phone off and go for a fucking walk. It's just so it's like seriously. So all just of give me sudden, some music and then yeah, I'll come back and listen to all this. Yeah. So can't Ian watch Ra- anything. And Ian Rappaport, I guess is blowing this up. Ian Rappaport is saying, no, this is not done. Oh, he's shoot. He's shooting this stuff down. Right. I, Linus, I Linus Crimmage. Just yep. came in and said, this sounds like judge to the giants all over again. Ian Wouldn't Rappaport, that be something? Throw Rapp- it out. Yeah. That he's going. See what the feeling is. Blah, 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 blah. And they go, you know what? We're shipping him to the Dolphins. Rap sheet reporting on the NFL network that nothing, quote, nothing has happened as of now between Perfect. Aaron Rodgers and the Jets. Perfect. Thank you. We just wasted 15 fucking Ooh. minutes on it. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. But I mean, we didn't waste it. We said Trey Wingo. I mean, it's just if it gets blown up, but I mean, everyone's running with this. I mean, Trey Wingo is going to look completely stupid if this doesn't happen. 
because I mean, like every book in the country right now is tweeting content about Aaron Rodgers to the Jets. So if Wing goes wrong, he got everybody. <laughs> he got everybody. He took down everybody on this, and he's the one that looks stupid through all of this. All right, we'll wait on that. We'll see what happens with that. Uh, let's yep. get to some quicks. NBA, Kevin Durant. We haven't really talked about Kevin Durant getting hurt. Like, we we really didn't mention it much. No. He's out for weeks with this ankle injury. His ankle turned into an L. Really bad news. Like, literally an L. <laughs> really bad. That was bad. Sun, Suns at the Warriors tonight. Yep. Total is completely crashed. It's my only bet of the day today. Under? Yep. It's 235 and a half or 236. You know, I bet last night. Right. Now, yeah, 240. 239 and a half. Yeah. I saw that opener. Um, hard to argue with the play under. I don't know. There's, there's a couple measuring stick games tonight. I mean, they're all in the Western Conference as far as I'm concerned. Right. Um, but between Memphis, Dallas, I, I need to see how that comes out. Um, this game. Phoenix Golden State in the last game, Milwaukee, Sacramento. There's some great basketball games tonight. Um, as far as betting opportunity, this is a wait and see. I don't know. I liked what I saw with Kevin Durant and Phoenix. Yeah. Now having seen that, I can't unsee it. It's just like childbirth. Like we just had our guy, you know, once you see that thing come out like that, you just can't forget it. Nope. Everything's different after that. Everything. It's different after that. But um I think I think Golden State's a play. Yeah. In this one. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Under in Golden State. Yeah. Agreed. Wow. All right. Light but the beam plus two. Kings. Tonight. Oh man. Against the Bucks at home. So you want to talk about a fun team. And actually, a team where odds are moving. Mm. I mean, this is like serious now. This shit's getting real with Sacramento. They just went to Phoenix and won on Saturday. Now they're hosting Milwaukee, who's on a road trip. Overtime loss to the Warriors last game out. Right. On on Saturday night while we were out doing other things, watching the WAC final, having fun, <laughs> jumping with the Grand Canyon crowd. That was great. My God. Um, Just one of those lines that either two two things happen. You look at it and go, how is Milwaukee only a one-and-a-half-point favorite or two-point favorite? Or why is Milwaukee only a one-and-a-half or two-point favorite? Which one is it? B. When you look at it. Yeah. That's my, my answer is the second one. What's going on? I'll say this. My two favorite things in sports right now. One, the Boston Bruins goalie hug. Yeah, and number two, light the beam. It is fun. It is awesome. It is such a cool thing that the fans, after they win, they run fucking outside (laughs) to go look at the top of the. I mean, this is marketing. This guy, this president, who came up with this because he saw the Anaheim Angels light up the the angel sign after each win. He was like, "What do we do?" And I don't know how he came up with a purple beam like the Luxor here in Vegas to shoot the thing to the sky, but it is marketing genius. 
because yeah. it is the coolest thing in the NBA by far right now. When yeah. the Kings win, and when the Kings win home, they all run outside with their phones and take pictures of the beam getting shot out of the sky into the sky. And they chant light the beam. It's so good. Light the beam. It's it is good. Uh over. I mean, the total's up to 244 and a half for good. For goodness Dang, sake. I almost bet it over last night. It was 240 like, and a half. Shit, yeah, it's it. two. Yeah. It was 239, 240. Yeah, last night. I was gonna bet over. It was I was gonna bet it. And it so, I, I came out of it just because the Bucks have been uh, not scoring a ton. It's like, man, that total is so high, 240. But it's the Kings. They don't play any defense. They run like crazy. So the chat, uh, and again, if you guys are here and you stay this long, we appreciate you. One, watching the show. Two, hitting the like button. And three, telling somebody to subscribe to the channel because we're trying to get to 1,000 subscribers. Please. Ideally, yes, please. By um, We have no real specific date, but by Friday would be great. If we could find mm-hmm. somehow five, 400 subscribers between okay. now and then would be awesome. Um the total, so the questions are being asked if Giannis is playing or not. I think the total move up. Tells you he is. That's what I think. Mm-hmm. That's So you, you can kind of decipher that. The line, Milwaukee minus two, tells me he is as well. Because if he's not playing, Kings. by the time this comes to 7 o'clock Pacific, <laughs> Kings minus two and a half or three. Right. Minimum will be the number. So if you like the Kings, even with Giannis in, you play it. If you don't think he's going to play or think he might not be 100% or sitting out, whatever, you absolutely have to play the Kings now. Mm. Am I frozen or am I still on? No, you're good. You're moving now. You look good. My whole computer just froze. So oh, did it? That's good. Yeah, so it's good. So it's okay. It's just FYI. Spring break week, baby. It's a lot of shit happening. (laughs) My whole computer just completely and totally froze. Um, so I wanted to pull the rundown on my phone. So I How can, many tabs? How many tabs you got open? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. Uh, this initial number was eleven and a half. Look, he hit a button. Look, his question mark now. He's a question mark. Just like him wearing a uh uh umbrella hat. Anti um gotta go actually make a couple hats today. That's going to be my my best thing about today, but I'll I'll save that for now. I don't know what else is on the rundown. I got to double check this rundown thing right now. I don't know. He leaves us and everything goes to shit, but that's okay. Oh, guess what's next? The Bruins. They don't even play today. Somehow they made the damn rundown. How did that even happen? Sabres over to Sabres and Leafs play over six and a half, of course. Dallas at Seattle. That hockey game is an under, is it? He's going to have a graphic that says, is it under? I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sold that it's an under. We'll see. I'm back. Uh, I'm not too sure he's coming back. I'm back. Oh, he's back. I'm back. Oh, okay. When I'm back. Your computer were like totally froze. I was like, all right. Oh, no. I just, my computer just literally reset itself. Oh, okay. Cool. Oh, the, the whole thing just reset. So <laughs> I hate when that happens. But at the same time, we were remote over the weekend. Right. And when you come back and plug everything in, like I'm anal, everything has to be exactly the same. But then the lighting, everything was plugged into the computer. So I have to set the lights up again. It's a pain. Yep. Yes. Yep. 
I said, I said fair. I was like, I, I had my, I had my entire, the shot, the backdrop was all configured differently. So I was like, how do we look? Cause it's all set up differently now. Right. Cause we broke, yeah. we broke it all down. So sorry about that. That's um, right. Okay. A couple of so hockey I, ones. Yeah. Well, I, I briefly touched on it for the brigade. How did the Bruins make the fucking run down today? Like they're not even playing. Because it's, I think it's interesting to look at the odds as to, I want the, are, are the exact is out yet? Because I want to start betting other teams. You know, I actually sent someone a text yesterday. I said, you know how many people are going to be in town this week? Might be a good weekend week to get the exact is up for the Stanley Cup. Because I think betting against the Bruins, I mean, I'm going to bet on the Bruins too, but I think betting against the Bruins, I think is a smart move. If they don't fix the power play, they're going to have a problem. Hundred percent. Hold on, hold on. Let me get the listening glasses for this one. Hold on. You said what again for the people? If, if the Bruins power play continues to be as bad as it is, uh huh. The Bruins have a real problem, and you in betting against them would not be a bad idea. And betting against them to load up on other teams coming out of the East would be a smart move, given the number, given where the odds are going to be. Because it's gotten to the point now, the Bruins just became the fastest team to have 50 wins in the history of the league. Okay, Ever. so we're starting to we're starting to get to the point where everyone's going to start betting on the Bruins. You're going to start to see the public come in, start bearing on the Bruins, bearing on the Bruins. It's going to open the market up for the teams not named the Bruins in the Eastern Conference to win. And there's even if it doesn't happen, it's a good bet because there's the value on the other teams are going to start to grow and be way more than it should. So you can jump in on a Florida, you can jump in on a Tampa, you can jump in on a Carolina, on a Rangers. Okay. Toronto. I there's no there's no way in my in my existence I'm betting a single fucking penny on the Toronto Maple Leafs to do shit. <laughs> They're not doing anything. Okay. Whoa. No, not not whoa. No. What? Toronto is not a bet on I will ever make. I don't care if it happens Penguins? or not. Penguins? Penguins? No, them either. Jari's playing good. No. Jari's good. No, Jari's horrible. So Jari's still giving up bad goals. He's giving up soft goals like crazy. So yes, he is. And that game should have gone over yesterday. It didn't. I'm pissed off about that. Could I bet the over on the Rangers and the Penguins? The Penguins in was three two final in overtime. It's pathetic. How that game stay under? I have no idea. But I was I'm watching this game going. There should be like five goals right now. These two both these goaltenders suck. I mean, Igor's played horrible right now. Igor's awful right now. Like he's just not the same. I don't know what happened to him. I don't know what's going on. But he he's not the same goaltender he was. Very recently, very recently. Um, But the Bruins power play better fix itself. They better find a fix of this because it's really bad and they should have. I mean, it was, it was four, nothing last night. First, it was two, nothing the day before against Detroit. They came back at home and won the game three to two. Uh Then it was four, nothing. Like they were dead asleep. Mm -hmm. They score a goal in the second period, three, one going into the third. Then it's four, one. Bruins score two, or it was four one going into the third, and the Bruins score two quick goals. And Charlie McAvoy is on the doorstep with his stick in the blue paint. Oh, Puck comes right me. there, top it in four four game. Puck jumps over the stick four just three, goes to a five three. Shame five. how that shit happens. Just- but over on the power play, over five on five, they kicked the shit out of the Red Wings. Over yeah. when it came to power plays, Bruins did nothing. Couldn't even get shots on net. It's a real concern. It's a real concern. You've heard though, uh, Connor Winsky just came in the chat and he said in Canada, the Leafs fall in the spring. Did you know that? Yes. Yeah. That's a good saying. It's a good joke. It's, it's a funny joke, but it's a very accurate joke. And I would never, and I'm not going in, in touching them. Sabres Maple Leafs, speaking of Toronto, over six and a half. All of a sudden, the Buffalo Sabres are an under team. 
Where the hell did this come from? Over. You like it over? over. I, numbers would say over, right? But where the what is going on with Buffalo? What they do? Go on their two games in a row? I mean, with four games, I think it's like four out of five. I think it's something crazy. Looking at it last night, it's bizarre. Yeah. Uh, I mean, By me- the way, Toronto Toronto's beating Boston fifteen to three right now <laughs> in baseball. Really. Spring training. Oh, the total it, seven under a quarter. Seven now. My God. Oh, man. Six and a half last night. Yeah, it's painted seven. But I mean, two, one, three, two, oh, three, two. There's a 10 four that's in there for Buffalo. But four, three of the last four games have gone under. Yeah, I don't want what under. What's going on? This one. I don't want under that one. Take under any other one. Toronto has gone. Uh, Let's see. Toronto has gone over, over, under, under, over, over. No, that's a push. So four of the last five, they're three and two to the over for Toronto. Over. Scary. I don't know. What about Dallas, Seattle? Under. Under six and a half with them? Prefer. It's There's only three six and a half left in the world. It looks like mostly sixes. Six over a quarter, six over 20. Couple places we were, still available, six and a half. We were talking about this last night, but I think it's something we have to bring up because Chris Otto pointed this out when he was on BVB, PSU Otto on Twitter. Yep. That as we hit March, as we get into the final 15 games of the regular season, that these yep. turn into playoff games and these high scoring, wide open hockey games are going to become less and less of an occurrence between and, contending teams. Yes. The over games are still there, but they're fewer. They're right. just with shitty teams. But Toronto is playing a shitty team tonight. Buffalo's not. They're they're contending. I'm talking the Anaheim's, the Blackhawks, yeah. the bottom of the league. There's a lot of over games. Buffalo's contending. I guess, I guess technically they're contending. They're still right there. I mean, they're not right there. They had a ton of teams between them and the playoffs. But well, that's the problem—the number of teams. But I mean, it's it's, it's a four-game winning streak away from being right in the discussion. But they've lost four in a row. This is the problem. <laughs> I mean, it might be a four-game win streak, but they've lost four games in a row. Uh, the Senators, the Capitals, and the Panthers are between them and the Islanders at seventy-six points for that second wild card. The Senators, the who? Capitals and Panthers. They have sixty. They have sixty nine points. Sort of the Red Wings. Senators have seventy. Capitals have seventy one. Panthers have seventy three. Islanders are the last team in with seventy six points. And how many points do the Penguins have? The Penguins have seventy eight. I mean, they're three game losing streak from being out of the playoffs. Mm-hmm. It's so close. Yeah, from sixty nine from the uh, Red Wings. Anti said it's officially Saber season is over. So oh. it's over. Wow. The loss 10 to four just did it. He said they're done. Oh, well, then they came back and they lost three to two yesterday. So anti knows. No, I don't think, I don't think it's done myself. I think they're listen until it's nine points. Yeah. Nine points separating one, two, three, four, five, six, seven teams. It's not done. That's any means. That's undone. That's 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 you're live. You're right. You're not getting one of the top three spots, but right. The wild card spots are available. I mean, the wild card's gonna be a fun race coming down the stretch. Mm -hmm. So and and in the Western Conference, 
Stars Wild Jets have it pretty much have it pretty good. Edmonton with 80 points, Colorado with 78 points, and there's a five-point differential there between the Preds and the Avalanche. So it's we pretty much the Western Conference is pretty much done. I mean, th- there could be some movement, but what are playing for not. positions, right? Yeah, like Colorado and uh, Colorado's got to watch its back for Nashville and Calgary, but not much. It's five points. And then the drop to the blues is huge. It's 15 yeah, points. That's that, that's that those are set. But I mean, like yeah. Vegas's position isn't set. No. No, they're three points up on the Kings for, for the one seed on the Pacific. Right. That's that's a big deal. Yes. I mean, the wild and the stars are the real race, though. 85 points, 84 points. Right. That race is gonna be awesome to watch. Yeah. And then Kraken are in safely in but they have 81 points edmonton right behind them with 80 so edmonton might get out of the wild card like the western conference the seeding movement we have we kind of know the who's going to be in in but we don't know who's playing who yeah Yeah. who's who's going to be playing what who's going to be where that's going to be a ton of fun to watch yes how that all shakes out that's that's going to be really really fun to watch all right just to cycle back quickly to the uh basketball talk Yep. Just because just we love laughing. We love the American Gaming Association. We love Casey Clark and folks, but we also love it. The numbers. They came out with another another study that hit yesterday. Amazing. That 68 million American adults plan to wager 15.5 billion on the NCAA tournament this year. 15.5 billion. <laughs> with a B. <laughs> Wagered on the tournament. I don't even, I mean... <laughs> I, I, me and Casey are going to have to talk about, I, I need to be hired as a consultant on a, <laughs> some sort of level so I can say, hold on, time out with these numbers. You can't just throw out these numbers, but I guess you can. You can. <laughs> Is there anything more than this or the Super Bowl that a non-gambling person will participate in this somehow? Masters. I think the only other one is the Kentucky Derby. Masters and the Derby, both. Those two things will bring out the casual. Like talking about female betters, yes, the Derby, 100%. Some female yeah. betters will bet the, will bet the Masters, is, but a ton of casual dudes bet the Masters all the time. True. But I'm talking, yeah, wide-ranging people like your mother. Yeah, 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 Derby, 100%. Or yes. my daughters. Yes. Correct, yes. Or... Non-sports fans, so, non-interested sports fans, the Derby 100%. Yes, we'll bring it in. But you fill out a bracket mm-hmm. at wherever you work. Yep. There's There's been an office pool. I we I ran an office pool when I was 10 years old. It wasn't <laughs> an office pool. It was fifth grade is what, what it was. It was the <laughs> right. first time I did it. Right. And I didn't know what I was doing. And I made the copies and all this other stuff and handed them to the teachers and said, everybody fill out a bracket. Let's do this. And started running a basketball pool that turned into something like legit fun and interesting, but we got everybody in it. Teachers, girls, boys, my aunts, uh, uh, you know, everybody. Super Bowl, March Madness, and I think – I think Kentucky Derby are these ones that we can pull this number out of the whatever they're pulling it out of the solar system and say 15.5 billion. Right. Now with legal wagering, it has an impact, right? Well, yeah. I mean, again, 
15.5 billion is a very specific number that is kind of hard to quantify, but it's monster. I mean, there's no debating it's monster. I think Massachusetts is going to have a monster handle this year because it's the first mega event that they can ever bet legally on their phones. So I think the handle in mass will be huge. I think the handle in Ohio will be huge. Both that's college basketball country in Ohio, not so much in Massachusetts, but right. people do like betting. So they'll bet it just because it's the one event that people in mass actually care about college. They care less about the college football championship and care way more about the NCAA tournament because there are some local teams like Vermont in this thing. So people will be watching because Vermont's in the dance. If you could pick a part of the country mm-hmm. that this is their thing. Yep. This is a Midwest thing if I've 100%. ever seen it. 100%. <laughs> it this, is a this Iowa, Kansas, like, Missouri. Yes. Nebraska, this yes. Is, this, the, like the, the football championship is a Southern thing. Now, now I will say this and, though, the mid Southern, the mid South, that is the, that is the heart of this ter- event. The mid South. Yes. What, give me, give me geographically. What are you talking about? North Carolina, Virginia, South Carolina. Okay. Is, that's the mid South. Now that's not the South. That's the mid, that's called the mid South. So uh, that's mid-south. not the deep South. Okay. It's the mid South, the mid South, oh, deep South, mid South. Cause Maryland, cause Maryland and DC is the tar- the start of the South. The Mid-South right. is North Carolina, Virginia, South Carolina. Okay, like that. so that pocket and the entire Midwest part of the country, like the yeah. whole Big 12, yeah. the yeah. whole Big 10, like these people come yeah. here. This is this is it for them. I mean, they they love this event. And, you know, yeah. we got a couple teams on the West Coast that are actually interesting, which is fun. Yeah, but I mean, look, this thing is a diehard. Like this is Tennessee, Kentucky. Thing. I mean, Stuck would kill us if we didn't talk about Tennessee and Kentucky being as diehard as diehard gets for this event. Fair, huge, Ohio, Kentucky. That that corridor, that Midwest stretch, huge. Right. I mean, it's it's look. This is the greatest thing. This is well. I'll get to my, my favorite thing about today. But I've said this since I started in in talk and in radio. The NCAA tournament is the single best thing this country does. The Super Bowl is a one-day event impacting cities and books and gambling, but it's not an event the way that this event is. This is the best thing we do as a country because it takes three weeks and it encompasses the entire. There are 42 states in one territory that have teams represented in this tournament. 42 states that have a a rooting interest in what's going to happen this week. It's a lot. It's awesome. So it's the NFL and this, I get the Super Bowl is amazing, but this bracket, this tournament, what we do across the country is the best thing, the best <laughs> event we do. For sports. I don't know. I think it's the best event, period. What else is a better event than this? 68 million Americans are going to be watching something, betting on something. How many people are going to watch this? A hundred million? We're a country of 300. They only watch till their school's out. Okay. Brackets busted. That's fine. There's 380 million people in this country. We're talking about one fourth, one third. We're watching even one game is insane. That's good. I mean, (laughs) I mean, more people watch a Super Bowl. More people because it's a one day event. Yes, that's fair. But I think if you add it up across, did you watch one game in the dance? I bet more people in the dance watch it. Well, yeah, quantity wise. Yes, start to finish. More I don't know. Country it's, I know. I know game. how much fun it is, and I know how many people have already reached out about getting together, watching something in a book this week. 
we still haven't made any direct plans, you and I. I, I'd like to stay close to home if we can, if you know what I'm saying. That's fine. Like if we're going to meet, meet up at the book, we got got places that aren't far away. I mean, obviously we're going to be downtown and all that other stuff, but my goodness, it's good. I feel like it's going to be just um, a zoo. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, if we I get, agree. if we get those games next week, the Western, oh, re- like my goodness, man. That's my, well, my plan is trying to figure out how do we get ourselves into those games? That's my, I got, I got, I got, I got to do some work. I Start making some that. calls right now on that. Just a couple of emails on, on that. All right. Better to book a time. It's just one game. Out. Let's go. Oh, one you game. only have one, one game. I'm going, this is, two. this is a gigantic betting week. I don't need to bet much on Monday. I don't need to get involved. That's actually really smart of you. So I, 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 I've got Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I'll have like eight different, you know, I'll, I'll be, this is the last real big fire fest at the bankroll until the masters. And so you go little, 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 and then we'll just kind of go crazy Thursday. I mean, I'll, I'll be betting both games yep. tomorrow, both games on Wednesday and then Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, it's unload time on multiple things. And, you know, I've already eyeballed, I've already made two bets that we'll get to later in the week, but Warrior Suns under 239 and a half is my only bet today. Better than your booking. And it's got to be a play just for the CLV story alone. <laughs> I'm serious. This this could close 235. Well, the thing that got wonky with it as I was doing the research last night is that um, so, so the over is 3 and 0 when these teams have played so far this year. But the totals have been 227, 220, sorry, 226, 227, and 230. Jeez. A lot. The last time they played, it went to two. It was two thirty-eight. Was the final? It fell. It fell two thirty-eight. Uh, five, six straight games overall for the Warriors went under. Five straight home games went under before the Warriors played the Bucks, and that game went over because of overtime. overtime. But it ended two forty-one, which is barely over the opening number yeah. of two forty. So they're playing under games. The Warriors are playing under games at home like crazy. So that's. And most of the totals have been 235. So I was like, all right, we have four and a half points of value over a normal num- yeah. normal number. It's an under team. I'll take the under for the Warriors tonight. It's funny because like sometimes these, these numbers would pop up or we would be doing them the night before and I would look and say, all right, they are 3-0 and to the over. But you, guys, we had the wrong number. We had 228, we had 229, and we had 232 and a half or 230. Make it 240 yeah. and let them bet under. Right. Well, obviously, and that's, that's what, what they did. Yeah. Um, hmm. And none of the games that have been played would have cleared 240. Under. They all would have. Even, even the blowout that the Suns had at the Warriors earlier this year was 125 to 112. Says the danger of being a not a punt game for the Suns. I don't think they have any punts left to to, to, to just go. Way more and, important for the Warriors, though. Way more. Well, exactly. That's way more important for the Warriors. We're starting to finish each other's thoughts and sentences a little bit. <laughs> much this is getting crazy. I was but, just. I literally was going to yeah. say that fucking sentence. That's yeah. crazy. Because That's it's good. only because they're the sixth seed, one game out of the play-in. Right. So, they, right. I mean, they, 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 I mean, they're nobody right wants to be in that play. There. And here come the Lakers, by the way. Right. They lost last night to the Knicks, but like nobody wants to play in that play. You don't want to play in the Western Conference play. And you could be out no. one game. Quick. I mean, it's bad. So yep. they, they're playing to stay out of that. Yes. 
And and look, they won in overtime against the Bucks. Steph went nuclear. So I mean, so good. I, I mean, it's steam again. I mean, tonight. So this is a game I can't wait to watch, and it's going to be fun. But you know, Booker scored forty four points. I think in the second matchup when they won by one twenty five, one one twelve. Yeah. I mean, does he need to do that again? Maybe. Does he do that again? I don't think so. So I mean, mm. this is just. I think it's the Warriors lay four and a half and take the under. Mm. If you want more action than that, if you want to aside, take the lay the points. I'm just. Um, Kendall has, I'm, I'm subscribing Money to the line. Kendall. Yeah. <laughs> just, I'm, I'm, I'm not betting four and a half. I'm not going to sweat the end. I don't think little. Kendall's still here. I have to, I have to tell her tomorrow to stay in. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll remind her early that we we've adopted her policy of yeah. Money line. The hell with the points present basketball. <laughs> Favorite thing about today is what? Um, a couple things. One, um, it's spring break, which I mean, I know what it means at your house because we were on the phone late last night and the kids were still up. And no, she just woke up in the middle of the like, for dumb, oh, dumb she reason. She's talking or she knows we're she talking. Screaming. She's screaming. Like, yeah, yeah, she just freaks out yeah. in the middle of the night, 12 o'clock. Where am I? I'm like, oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but it's a whole different, it's a whole, di- everything's different. But if you guys know, <laughs> and, and, and any of you girls that are watching that have kids, um, when they're home and don't have anything to do, there's a lot of stuff going on. Um, I don't know how many movies we can watch. I don't know how much we can go outside and do stuff, but my God, it's only Monday. We're doing shows all week on spring break. My, my favorite thing about today is that for two hours, uh, approximately, which we did the today's show, two hours, we get to just sit and talk. Uh, without much interruption, minus the dogs occasionally. We got the landscape guy, must be on spring break too, because he wasn't here. So that was good. But uh, it's March Madness week as well. And there's a lot of sports going on. We got baseball tonight. Last night I was watching baseball, was trying to keep an eye on Selection Sunday, everything else. And we still got hockey, NBA. Favorite thing about today is sports. That's the other thing. It's just mm. awesome. Two favorite things for me. First, the email I just got, we'll discuss when we bring it off the air, is very good email we just got. So I love excited. that. <laughs> very I love that when he does that. Boys very and girls, excited. I love when he does that. Very excited about the email we just got. Second, you're absolutely right about being sports. This The NCAA tournament is what I cut my teeth on. The first ever major event I covered was as a junior in college, UMass in Atlanta playing in the NCAA tournament. I was a freshman when UMass went to the final four. Where's he going? He just got up and ran. Where'd he go and get? I don't know what you just did. <laughs> what was that? I, okay. Oh yeah, yeah, no, no. I just got a call like Shefty did. I just had to, I had to get up and, and take a call real fast. That oh. was, that was, it's NFL free agency. This is, you have to act very important and get up okay. in the middle of the shot while other people are talking. That's, and then I, run. And then run. And then, and then they've come been doing back that and, consistently on the NFL network today. It's been very it's, funny. It's, it's absolutely comical. <laughs> uh, yeah. And now your earbuds are the wrong, the wrong ear. Um, but I Sorry, cut my I teeth on it. I didn't interrupt your flow. It's I apologize. It's right. It's going where I was, you know, 
I was a freshman in college when UMass went to the Final Four, so I wasn't covering sports yet. I hadn't gotten into the media yet as a freshman. And then by, by my junior year, I was heavily involved. Wait, and you so, were at school when your team went to the Final Four? Yeah, my freshman year. Only appearance oh. ever for UMass in the Final Four. Lost to Kentucky. Lost to Calipari. Or sorry, lost to Patino in, in, in Kentucky. Calipari was our coach. Oh, my God. God, Marcus Camby. You had a team and you were at school and they went to the final four. That's yeah. one of the coolest things ever. Yeah, it was pretty nuts. And they ended up, uh, there was a riot in my, in my area. Um, a what? A what? A riot. After the, after the game was over, the kids rioted. They threw couches off the top of high, high rises. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. They set bonfires and it was, it was nuts. State police had to come and break, break it up. See, this is why you Boston people are fucking crazy. That yeah, really a- happened. Yeah, my my school is called Zoo Mass. That, that that's the nickname for my school. <laughs> I'm serious. That's what it's called. I remember that yeah. being said. I didn't Zoom know Mass. they were throwing couches out oh, the yeah. windows. I heard. I mean, because what I I joked around by saying that all the kids like me. I'm a son of a UMass graduate. My dad went to UMass, so I went to UMass. The we had all heard the stories of the '70s as to when it actually was called Zoo Mass is because the '70s it was just complete debauchery, all hippies and people running around like crazy. So like I said, this is all the sons of all the fathers who went there. We had to live up to the name of Zoo Mass, so we had to go ahead and put our own stamp onto what actually was going to happen. So the team loses. Everyone files out of the high rises in the living area that I lived in. UMass has five of them. One's like a city. It's called Southwest, and Yes, I saw a couch get thrown from a 45th floor top of the building out and it fell all over the ground. And I went, that would have killed somebody like straight up. If someone was underneath that, that would have killed somebody. And we just watched that and we're laughing and we're cheering like that was fun. It's like, this is bad. Police showed up, state helicopters start circling. They're on horses. They did that whole like horse, that, that whole like, you know, they're in one one line and there's 10 horses that just walk their way through. And if you're not moving, the horse will make you move. Yeah, that's what that what went on when UMass was in the Final Four. But from there, I went to go did I was playing my play for UVA women's basketball and called them in the tournament. And to have just been to so many different events for the NCAA tournament over the years. I'll never forget it in my life. Ashley Judd walked in in Atlanta at the height of her prime with a Kentucky half shirt on, leather pants, and six-inch heels, and the entire media room stopped. Never seen anything like it in my life. Everybody just went like, <laughs> they couldn't believe that Ashley Judd was walking through wearing that outfit for a Kentucky game. And it was like, I'm hooked on sports the rest of my life. This is what I'm doing. This is the Done. greatest thing ever. Done. Done. This is what I Done. want to do. So yeah. whenever the dance happens, whenever sports comes around like this and NCAA tournament comes in, I get so excited for it. And it's just such a fun, fun week. So we're going to have fun. Judd, Ashley Judd was one of my all-time favorites. She's still in 1996. List. In not, or sorry, 98, rather, in 1998, she was at her peak. Like, <laughs> that yeah. was prime Ashley Judd time. And she stopped, literally stopped an entire room, about a 200 people in a, in a media room. And she came in to get the Kentucky press pass or the press kit for Kentucky's game. No, no credential. No one stopped her. Just walked. What would you have said? Right. Ashley, let me see your pass. <laughs> She didn't have any clothes on. Let's see your pass. She was like, she was like, I don't remember much from my college days. I remember her that outfit like to a T <laughs> as to what she wore in that moment. Yeah, that there's was, there's a few moments like that. I remember things like that too. That's fantastic. Like, huh? <laughs> like, yeah, so it was pretty wild. Brigade, thank you for being here. This was a ton of fun. We're gonna have a lot of fun this week with you guys. The games tomorrow start. It is time 
to start the madness. Two games in Dayton on Tuesday, two games in Dayton on Wednesday. We'll cover them both for you coming up tomorrow on BVB. Matt, Dave, fair. Back tomorrow.